This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. Zenny offers prescription glasses starting at $6.95, as well as affordable sunglasses, blue blockers, and more. The best part? Try any frame, anywhere, with our 3D virtual try-on. Visit zenny.com today and change the way you buy glasses forever. This episode of Headlock Talk is brought to you by... Austin-based company Naturally Hemp's and their new line of CBD gummies. These gummies are made with 100% baked-in, pharmaceutical-grade, non-isolate-based CBD. What we're talking about here is the entourage effect. The entourage effect refers to the stronger effect you get when combining multiple cannabinoids together, as opposed to just CBD. Full-spectrum CBD, or CBD distillate, tends to be more potent and lasts longer, which is what we're talking about here. Unlike some other brands that use a spray-on CBD, Naturally Hemp CBD distillate is baked in, so you know you're getting the full dose with each gummy. I personally use them for all kinds of things, like sleep aid or muscle pain. And did I mention they taste great? They got five flavors. Uh, strawberry, green apple, lemon lime, watermelon, and get this, the orange flavor has vitamin C in it. Ooh. So... If this sounds like something you could go for, head over to your nearest Creative Sig vape shop and pick yours up today to see for yourself the difference Naturally Hemp's gummies can make in your life. And it's come to this, the final episode of Headlock Talk for 2019. And this is the big one. We got Fantasy Warfare Finals, we have the 2019 End of Year Awards, and also If Wishes Were Fishes. Yes, a jam-packed episode. Let's dive right in. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Headlock Talk. Oh, snap. Oh, a snap, indeed. I am, of course, the Texas Gentleman Tanner Pruitt, and as always, across from me, the one and the only, Mr. Stephen Grudy. Howdy, howdy. Howdy, Stephen. And Happy New Year to you. Yes, Happy New Year. Yes, Happy New Year, Stephen. Uh, we're just around the corner from uh, 2020. Very exciting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We've got our party hats on. Yes, good times. Oh, yeah. Great memories. Uh, You know... Something doesn't seem right. What's that? This doesn't feel like a party, man. Yeah, I mean it's I'm, just us two. I mean we got we've got these end of the year awards we had to give out, mm-hmm. and we got we got the the fantasy warfare twenty twenty or twenty nineteen finals. That's really exciting. Yes, but it's, it doesn't feel like a party. Mm. You know, we could call some friends. Yeah. We do have you some w- friends. You want to call some friends? Let's do it. Let's call some friends. Yeah. I'm gonna bring out my comically large telephone here. Okay. Uh huh. All right. One second here. There's actually nothing there. Hey yo, 
Josh, let me get a little bit of reverb. Yeah. J Will. Oh, hello. Hello, oh. hello, hello. Hey. It's, it, it's it like is... I was ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's Josh and Kevin from Wrestling Reverb. How are you guys doing today? Top. I'm Top. doing well. I'm doing Good. phenomenally. This that was that was a moment. That was the moment of 2019. You could end the podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got Kevin's favorite moment. There we uh, go. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. We've been planning on trying to get the four of us together in one podcast for so long. And Josh, you're like the all-time headlock talk guest appearance record holder mm-hmm. by a very Damn clear straight. distance now. Oh, yeah. uh, but we've wanted to have you and Kevin on together for the longest time do a wrestling reverb headlock talk mashup. And now it's finally happened. Yes. All four <laughs> of us. All four of us. Finally. Uh, now, before we get started, because like I said, we've got a lot of awards to give out here. We've got a lot of topics. We've got the Fantasy Warfare 2019 finals. But Josh, you and I, we, we, we shared something in common this past Christmas. Oh, we yes. were both dreadfully sick. <laughs> yes. It was the worst, like, 48 hours I've ever experienced being sick, ever. Mm. Right, right. It, it's like this weird 48-hour, like, I'm on my deathbed kind of flu, mm. and then you just, like, and it's just all gone away. Hmm. Okay, hmm. let me let me, uh, let me me take you through a little, a day in the life, if you will, of how, how, I, how my Friday started all last right. week. So I went to work, and I was like, I feel kind of weird. And I'm like, nah. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's just one of those things. I'm just tired. I get to work and I'm like, I don't think I'm tired. I'm getting progressively worse. Mm. And then I'm not even, I'm not even at all making this up. I was like Brock Lesnar sweating, like sweat (laughs) dripping (laughs) off of my body. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? My boss seen me and was like, you need to go, go home, (laughs) get some rest. I'm like, cool. So I, I make my way home. I get into bed and I'm like, all right. I just need some sleep. It's fine. I go to sleep for like five minutes and I wake up and I'm shivering. I'm like sweating every kind of just, I'm just aching. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with me? I feel like I'm about to die. And Mm. then 24 hours, a little bit over 24 hours later, I was pretty much fine, which is weird. I don't know what the hell was wrong with me. Yeah, man. I have no idea. Like I, I woke up like two nights in a row, like in a pool of my own sweat. I was like, this is fun. I was like, this is gross. And but like now the only thing lingering is the headache. But believe me, I would be on death's door before I missed this episode. Mm. So me too. I mean, this here, I love having you guys on. Let's get right into the down and dirty of everything here. End of the year, 2019 awards, guys. Uh, let's start this off with uh, a fun one here. Best tag team mm-hmm. of 2019. Do we have any volunteers to start off? We're going to kind of go on the round here. You say your own personal, you know, which one that you believe is the best tag team of 2019. So that way we all can maybe have some diverse opinions, maybe some conversation about it. Mm-hmm. But yes, best tag team of 2019. Anybody want to volunteer? Yeah, I can go first. Okay. Yeah, so... uh Right now, uh, I know we've talked about this on, on the show, me and you, Tanner, before, uh, that AEW just has a ridiculous roster for, for their tag team division, right? Yeah. And uh, a lot of my favorite tag teams of the year were on AEW. Uh, two that really, really come to mind for me would be Lucha Bros, of course, 
but also SCU. Mm. Uh, so for me, I, I am going to go SCU as mm. a best tag team of 2019. Um, both Lucha Bros and SCU are fantastic in the ring, obviously, and put on really, really great matches. But I think SCU has that, I don't know, they have that oomph about them that really makes them the face of AEW's tag team division. So for me, best tag team, SCU. Interesting take there, Steve. Mm-hmm. Interesting take. And I mean, it's hard to argue with that, you know? I mean, uh, very first AEW World Tag Team Champions. Mm-hmm. It's a very good pick. It's well, thank you. Pick. What about you guys? You want to go first, Kev? You can go first. I'll go first. The floor is mine. Um, <laughs> this is tough. I'm also going to go to AEW with mine. Mm. And I'm going to go with the team that when 2019 started, I had no clue who these guys were. Mm-hmm. And now that we're getting to 2020, they're like almost they to me when I think of AEW tag teams, I think of this team. Mm-hmm. I think of private party. Mm-hmm. I don't wow. think yes. anybody has put themselves on the map more than private party has this year. They had that absolute banger with the young bucks in the tag team tournament. They've been there. They you know they were a team that a lot of people may have thought was a bit of a reach when you're you're putting this stacked tag team together tag team division together mm-hmm. but they've really not only proven they've they're not they're not, they're not only holding their own they are absolutely thriving and they're right at the top of that division where they belong they will be aew tag team champions in 2020 mm. and i think they're the tag team of the year yeah man that's that's very interesting take i, I love that and we, we've seen private party live uh and and they are spectacular live i'm very very excited for those guys to get to perform on a near weekly basis whether it be on aew's tnt product or if it's on dark yeah a spectacular team and that that young bucks match was insane Mm. insanely good um i'm gonna stick with aew as well (laughs) shocking Uh, shocking right (laughs) um i'm gonna go with a group that um while they they are known for being aew they've really kind of been everywhere uh in the independent circuit uh in mexico wherever you go right um they put on some of the best matches had some of the best moments in the aew this year uh, i'm of course talking about the lucha bros mm. uh, probably one of the most exciting most dynamic best tag teams that there is on the planet for me in terms of match quality in terms of what they bring to the table every single time in terms of being just different from everybody else there's not a tag team, in my opinion, that's better than than the Lucha Bros in 2019. That's just me, though. Yeah, I mean, that that was one of my runner-ups, so I, I definitely agree with you on that. Definitely one I thought about as well, too. And for that first reason you stated, where they've been everywhere. They, were, they aren't just in AEW, they've been all over the map. Yes, no, absolutely. And I'm, I'm looking at Josh right now, and Josh seems to be ready to have a dissenting <laughs> argument here. Uh, so I'm really ready to hear what Josh has to say about uh, about this one. Okay, so um, I think I've been pretty open about the fact that tag team wrestling is really not my, like, thang. I don't right. love tag team wrestling. I don't hate it. And when it's done right, I love it to bits. But it takes a lot for me to really become invested in a tag team match. However... I don't really like when tag team matches are just relying on one spot after the other. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Pointing any fingers. I like fundamentals, which is why I like the revival because they are the basic Ah. unit of a tag team. They know they 
I like when a tag team match is cutting the ring in half. I like when the tag team match is your, the whole idea of a tag team match to me is to gain sympathy for a baby face, to get a hot tag, to get the crowd to come alive. And the mm. revival do that really well. They don't always have to win, but they always have to make their opponent look better. And I think that's what great heel tag teams do. And that's what a fundamentals of a tag team match is. I'm not really big on, in all of wrestling, there's a place for everything and each mm. their own kind of flavor and style. But for me, I like fundamentals and I really like relying on spots to get me over. Hey, I mean, that's a fair argument for sure. Absolutely. And I don't think that there's a bad team out of the four that have, that have been selected here but by the four of us, all for different reasons. But mm -hmm. yeah, I, I mean, all of them, very, very good and very valid arguments for uh, tag team of the year. So yeah, awesome job, gentlemen. Thank you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We are, we are pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Let's let's just spend the whole next hour and a half putting ourselves over. I think that's that, that's okay. the aim of oh. this here, right? Was that not the plan? Okay. Tag team of the year, Josh and Kevin. There you go. Uh, so here's one that I think is going to be very interesting. I and and I know uh, we're all again probably going to have differing opinions on this, but gentlemen, your personal picks here for best women's wrestler mm. of the year. Um, any takers who wants to go first? Or you want to go? Let's go in reverse order here. Josh, you go first. Uh -huh. Now, I've been also very open about the fact that I love women's wrestling. I think it is the main reason why I still love wrestling as much as I do is mm. because the last, really, the later half of this decade has belonged to women becoming a mainstream part of wrestling. I think, mm. anyway. But this year alone. It's very hard in my head to just be different and not say this person. I know where, you know where I'm going, um, but it's the someone that has become the face of the number one sports entertainment company in the world, whether people want to like that or hate that. That is Becky Lynch. Mm. She has literally become, I hate to, to be a, no play on words here, but a, the man of WWE. Yes. She really has become the face of the company regardless of gender. And I really hope that we can get to a spot when we, when we're still talking on a wrestling podcast in the next decade, in the next 10 years, um, I hope we get rid of this whole women's wrestler thing. And we just mm. have a category of just wrestlers, but Becky Lynch is my pick. She, you can't really, there's no really explanation needed. Why just look at her body of work over the year. Fair enough, man. No. And, and I think you've done a great job in kind of breaking all of that down. And, and I, and I do hope that that's, it, you know, that, soon to be something that we can all come together on and be and not not distinguished men's and women's wrestlers i mean i have a distinguished here so maybe i'm a bit of a hypocrite no no no, uh, no. It's, just the, it's just the norm isn't it it's just the right. norm five years ago we wouldn't really be talking about women in this light anyway in wrestling we would have right. just been like yeah cool whatever now it's like we're really talking about him in a way where like we're just seeing great wrestling mm -hmm. and it's just fun to see yeah, no, for sure, and 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 I'm going to use a lot of those same arguments here uh, for for my pick of women's wrestler of the year, and, and mine's actually a tie here. Okay, a um, cheater. I know, I know. I couldn't. <laughs> well, here, here's yeah. Here's <laughs> here's the problem. I couldn't. It came down to these two, and I couldn't pick out one or the other because for the exact same reasons that Josh just brought up here, I think that. Um, What's the best way of explaining this? Uh, for WWE, and for any kind of wrestling company in particular nowadays, 
uh, it's important to not just have a younger demographic, but even perhaps a younger women's demographic. I think I think that counts a lot more for uh, diversity and a more inclusive product here. And I mean, I had to think about kind of you know put myself into that mindset of what would I want to see on TV uh, as a wrestling program if I was a woman, right? And I think that you know, and I heard this argument from from Brian Alvarez from the Wrestling Observer, and how he talked about you know you want to for for women tuning in, they want to have a role model, somebody that they see as a superhero, is kind of what he brought up. And I couldn't really pick out just one, so I picked out Becky Lynch as as one, and Rhea Ripley as the other. Um, So they are my tie as the women's wrestlers of the year for me personally, because they both effectively do the same thing for their respective shows for Becky Lynch on raw. She's the badass, right? She's, mm. she is the, you know, the, the stone man. cold, Steve Austin, the, the man, the man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. But Rhea Ripley does something very similar and she just beat Shayna Baszler for the title. So, I mean, look that, I couldn't distinguish the two. I couldn't pick between them, so I had to pick both. Yeah, I mean, definitely a solid argument, and that continues with Headlock Talk's theme of keeping WWE and NXT separate. So, a hundred percent. Kevin, what says you, sir? You know, I would love to be different. I would love to pick someone completely off the cuff here. I'd love to pick somebody who you wouldn't be expecting. But is there anybody other than Becky Lynch that this that this could really be? She's had such an incredible year. She main evented WrestleMania, for God's sakes. She has had such an incredible turnout from this time last year to now that it is just it's just incredible to even think about. And I wanna you know, I wanna touch on something you guys said that Josh brought it up and I wanted to just throw this out there. If we were doing this podcast like five years ago, do you mm. think we'd even be doing a women's wrestler of the year? We probably wouldn't be. That's just how far women's wrestling has come. Yeah, you're probably right. And if we, and if we were, there'd be like two candidates. 2014, it'd be AJ Lee or Paige. And yeah. the fact that there's such a wealth of candidates to choose from, the you know, outside of Becky or Shayna, Rhea Ripley is a strong contender. Uh, Tessa Blanchard's had a great year. Yeah. So many, there have been so many women that have put together such great 2019s that it really does make this a little bit more difficult than you'd think. But at the end of the day, Becky Lynch's body of work and her resume this year has just been tops, has just topped the game, topped the bill, better than everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a very, very valid argument. Can't argue with that. Well, yeah. and, and, and I totally, I mean, I definitely had Tessa kind of in my short list here. Uh, I mean that that feud with Sammy Callahan that she's had, mm. brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tessa is one though that is we're talking about all these like breaking molds and stuff like that, and not really talking. I don't really, I never say women's wrestler when I think of Tessa, Tessa anymore. Mm-hmm. I just she's oh, just a wrestler she, to me. She's going for the she, world championship in in Impact Wrestling. Like she's just a wrestler. She's breaking. She is living, breathing proof that there's a mold that can be broken, mm. and she's doing it. I think in 10 years' time, there'll be more Tessa Blanchards than we think. You mm. know what I mean? Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Well, She's going I, to multiply. <laughs> well, I, I hope we see that day for sure. 
Now, Steven, mm-hmm. your women's wrestler of 2019. Yes. Uh, so I, I definitely agree with all the arguments made for Becky Lynch. I, I cannot disagree with those, uh, especially, you know, like y'all said, looking at her body of work. Uh, but for me, I am going to go a little bit different. And uh, this women's wrestler, I actually uh, put at the top of my list for a lot of the same reasons that I put uh, someone like Jordan Devlin up on the, the top of uh, my men's wrestlers list. Wow. And, and that is because fundamentals. Okay. Mm. Uh, Io Shirai, and, and I've said this Ooh. about uh, I've said this about Jordan Devlin before, and I'm going to say it about Io Shirai as well. Any move that she ever does in the ring is the textbook dictionary definition of that move. Mm. That she is not she is the exact opposite of sloppy. She is just on it all mm. the time. Mm-hmm. And and for me, I, I'm glad that uh Josh brought up the the whole fundamentals thing because that's a very big thing for me too. And uh with Io Shirai, uh I don't think anyone does it better than her. Hey, I mean that's that's a fantastic answer and a fantastic reason. Yeah, for sure. May no. I please chime in? <laughs> yes, yeah, please do. Uh, okay. I, know, I know exactly what Josh is about. Io Shirai, I've said it many times, is the greatest wrestler in the world, regardless of gender. Yeah. Um, she just is, like Stephen said, she's so crisp. It's like picture perfect with everything she does, like yep. down to like the T. I just fu- like fundamentals again is just so important to me because you get away from fundamentals and that's when just crap just gets thrown around and you're just doing stuff to do stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like stuff basic. If you're doing the basics properly, I'm all for the ride. Like I'm just all for the ride. I love EO for that reason, that very reason. I'm glad someone shares like my just idea of what EO Shirai is because she's just so crisp. Mm-hmm. Everything she does. Yeah. I think crisp is a, is a very good word for it for sure. Yeah. Hundred um, percent. Well, and uh, that's a perfect segue here because uh, uh, you know, tune into next week's episodes of Headlock Talk where we'll be reviewing uh, Wrestle Kingdom fourteen nights mm. one and two, uh, where her fiance Evil will be having a few matches. Yes, yes, yes. Very interesting. Very interesting. If they ever have children, and I hope that they do, they are going to be fantastic wrestlers. This is true. Fantastic. Oh, <laughs> Uh, here is a um, an award that I'm particularly very excited about. Best feud of the year, gentlemen. Best mm. feud. Because there's been a lot of good ones. There's been a lot of bad ones. But there's been a lot of really good ones this year, too. Rusev Lashley. Yeah? Oh, that's what we're going with yep. here, huh? Best feud move of 2019. On. I move on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, for, hey. For... I don't hate that feud because it's doing its job. Well... Oh, okay. I, I'm going to put both of y'all in the penalty box real quick, and we're going to go to Kevin here for the first nomination here for best feud of the year. God, this is tough. This really is. This is one I've actually been going back and forth with, even as we've even as we've come on the show. But I, ultimately, I have to go with my gut here and say Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano wow. put together. Just an absolutely phenomenal display of both in-ring and out-of-ring. I see you wear, I see you're wearing the shirt. Yeah, I can 100%. see the Johnny Wrestling shirt. <laughs> Johnny Wrestling and Adam and Adam Cole Bay Bay put on the feud of the year down on NXT. Just crisp matches, great storytelling. You really got into it you really mm. really really wanted to see you you both men were easy to root for which i don't that's necessarily, not necessarily how feuds go but in 2019 
you have to think that with the way people root for wrestling, that you're going to root for a guy like Adam Cole. Yeah. And yep. for him to just go in there with Johnny Organo, who's like the hottest baby face in the, on the planet, and to, to take the belt from him at, at TakeOver 25, that is one of the seminal moments of the year for me. Not the moment of the year, but one of the one of the seminal moments of the year. Mm. And I just I, I could not get enough of that feud when we had it. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, yeah that that's near the top of my list as well, a hundred percent for sure. Because I mean, those those guys were absolutely brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go just slightly different because okay. it was it was literally down to the Gargano Cole feud and this one. And I'm, 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 I went with something that's got a little bit more bad blood to it. So, what I went with here is David Starr versus Jordan Devlin from OTT. It's been going on actually since 2018. But, if you're a fan of OTT, or if you're not, I highly recommend that you check this out. Um, OTT's fifth year anniversary show uh, from you know in Dublin, Ireland... There's a uh, you can actually go to YouTube and look up the um, like the promo trailer for this match for the fifth year anniversary show and it's like a movie trailer of like good versus evil and it's just like it, it's the it's got so many complex layers to it where they were like it's kind of like the the Gargano Champa feud they were best friends tag partners everything kind of broke down they've taken two completely different paths in their career and now they're colliding you know in, in this just Enormous blood feud, and it was a classic match. Absolutely loved the feud, and I can't, I can't wait to see where it goes next. So for me, feud of the year, I'm going with uh, Devlin and uh, Star from OTT. Great choice, absolutely yeah, a great choice. Guy. Thanks, guys. David Star is somebody that another guy who are coming into 2019. I was like, if you asked me who David Star was, I would have said, I have no idea. Yeah, I'm the exact same way. Work, including his mat, including with Devlin, and with uh, I think at American Rana with mm-hmm. uh, Janella. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. That mat, like my sh- my shit got rocked in there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's a that's a good choice. Yeah, David Starr is one of those guys who can literally do anything. He can do any kind of match that you put him into, and he'll find a way to fit himself into it. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, and his the promo work that he had with Devlin, it was a no brainer for me to put that at the top of my list. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, what about you, Josh? Feud of the year, twenty nineteen. Uh, again, I'm gonna keep saying this, but I like basic, so I just want to see a babyface beat up a heel, and yeah. in this case, it's Rhea Ripley and Shayna Baszler. Mm-hmm. It was built beautifully for the latter mm-hmm. half of this year. It's just there was. It's just you wanted to see Shayna lose. You wanted to see Ripley win. We got exactly what we wanted. There was really no twists and turns too much within the feud. It was just pretty textbook. That's not a bad thing. It just means it worked well. Someone was really had a lot of momentum. Someone had ran through a division enough, but she was still beatable but unbeatable. It's really weird to explain, but Ripley and Baszler is, is mine. Hey. Yeah, definitely a good choice as good, well. Good choice. Yeah, ended very beautifully with mm-hmm. uh, uh, Rhea Ripley winning the title finally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, love it. Gotta love it. Yeah, Baszler I mean, all, all of the oh, what's that, Kevin? So Baszler should have won that match, but 
No, neither here nor there. <laughs> Hot takes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so for, for my best feud, um, I, I think the, the three that you guys have mentioned are, are pretty much the top three uh, for the year, honestly. Uh, for me personally, it did come down to uh, Gargano Cole or uh, Devlin Star. Uh, both of those are, are fantastic feuds, especially... Wow, we didn't even plan that. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, culminating it in that OTT match was just beautiful. However, uh, mm. I, I do have to go with the Adam Cole-Johnny Gargano feud, just because the trilogy of matches that they were able to put on this year is, bar none, some of the best matches that happened all year. Uh, two of those matches are, are in my honorable mentions for best match of the year. Uh, and, and like you said, their their promo work and everything, the, that feud was just built very beautifully. We got insane matches out of it. Hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah. so Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole for me. Very cool. Very cool, you guys. Um. All right. Well, we, we've gone through three of these awards so far. And and we've we've been running through them really quick here. Let's go with some of the the worst stuff this year. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's I mean, look, got to go with the the good and the bad here. Yeah. So yeah. so Stephen, I'm gonna throw it your way first. Worst match of 2019. What what is what do you think was the the worst match? Yeah. Okay. So I I kind of uh I kind of flip flopped back and forth on this one because mm. it, I I was really thinking about what makes it the worst match is Mm -hmm. it the implications going forward is -hmm. it what actually happened in the ring Mm -hmm. um is it what led up to it Mm -hmm. and and so i was kind of flipping back and forth um the uh fiend match at hell in a cell was up there for me um but i eventually actually landed on kofi kingston versus brock lesnar uh, on the the inaugural uh, SmackDown on Fox show, just because Kofi Kingston had a fantastic, fantastic run, uh, I really think he you, was a very you very really s- liked it. I did. I, I thought he was a very solid champion. Uh, had a lot of people behind him. Huge pops. All the all the stuff, right? And you can't stand Brock Lesnar. And I cannot stand <laughs> Bork Lozenge. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, for for me, worst match of the year. Kofi Kingston versus Brock Lesnar. And that's even that's even worse than Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. So Yeah. Yeah. And and, and you didn't like that match. Oh god, I wanted to turn the TV off. You like the result. Yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I did. I did. Doesn't make it a good match though. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Um worst match of twenty nineteen for me, I'm actually gonna go with said Hell in a Cell, Seth Rollins versus The Fiend. Did not like that match. And Josh, I believe, went on a very large rant about that that night. And we we, we talked about the rant all on the show when we did a review. <laughs> um, uh, could not stand, I, and to this day, I, I, the red lighting... I know you really like the mm. red lighting, Steven. I do. I, I have other problems with that match, but that is not a problem for can't, me. Can't stand the red lighting. Mm. It's my eyes. Right. Yeah. Hurt, <laughs> hurts, the, hurts the eyes, makes the match very hard to watch uh, or, or just pay attention to. Um, mm. uh, the fact that a giant hammer was used by the Fiend, <laughs> and yet a DQ is called by Seth using a very little hammer. Um <laughs> Uh, even though it wasn't a DQ, I guess it was a, a, a ref stoppage. 
though that wasn't made very clear. And I think the, probably the worst part of it is that was the the main event that evening, and that meant that the show closing had chance of bullshit and AEW. Yeah. When the, the the when the fans in the arena are ending your show with chance of your rival promotion, that that just sums up everything that was wrong with that match. Yeah. I just felt it was though it was just terrible. I couldn't couldn't stand it. Couldn't stand it. But but that's just me. What about you guys? What about you, Kevin? What would you say is the worst match of 2019? This one comes down to two for me. And Ooh. two matches. The biggest criteria I think for for a worst match of the year is that what did you expect coming out of it? Mm. And how did it leave you feel afterwards? Mm. So there are two for me. The first one, the one that I'm not going to select was Goldberg Taker from uh, Super Showdown. But the thing is with that, I didn't expect anything great from that match. I expected it to be, you know, pretty shitty. Almost what it was. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I, I didn't, you know, I wasn't like, oh, wow, this match is going to be so good. And I wasn't let down. A match that let me down, a match that I had high hopes for that left me with such a sour taste in my mouth. And my worst match of the year was Brock Lesnar and Cain Velasquez at Crown Jewel. (laughs) Oh, man. I expected so much more out of that match. I expected Cain Velasquez, who we've seen in AAA, go out and put on a pretty damn good exhibition of himself. I expected him to go out and do some cool stuff. I didn't expect him to win, but I expected him to at least put on a showing and not lose in a minute to Mm. a Kimura. Mm-hmm. It just made him look so weak. I don't want to see him anymore. It, it damaged him to the point for me where I don't want to see Cain Velasquez anymore. Wow. So that's wow. my worst match of the year. Yeah, I, I mean, I can definitely agree with that one. That one was super confusing to me, too, because it's like, okay, why did you even bring Kane out? You know, yeah. <laughs> like, why'd you make this huge fanfare of Cain Velasquez coming out and, you know, they're going to have a crazy match and then they don't. And then Kane just goes away for a little bit, and you're like, okay, well, why is he even here at all then? I don't know. Yeah, the, that whole that whole thing, like the, you had him come out on the big SmackDown on the SmackDown debut, and you know you have all this fanfare for it, and you you, you deliver a dud like that. That mm-hmm. is what makes a bad match to me. Hey, fair enough, man. Mm-hmm. Fair enough, Josh. You've had a chance to sit here and stew <laughs> on all of these terrible match mentions here. What do you say is the worst match of 2019, sir? Okay, so you're probably not even going to remember this match. It was just on an episode of Raw. Um, It's a bad match to me is just what happens inside the ring. I'd take away anything else surrounding it or like a build-up or whatever. Nothing else really matters except what happens bell to bell. Um, There was a match on Raw in like May or June. I'm not really sure of the date between Charlotte Flair and Lacey Evans. Yes. And it was Mm. bad. It was just a bad match. It's just there's sometimes people within the ring do not click. And these two ladies just did not click. And that's weird to say for someone like Charlotte because Charlotte works with pretty much everyone really, really well. Um, I think it may have been a thing of timing too. Like Lacey had only really been wrestling on the main roster for a couple of months. Um, she hadn't. Ha- she only had a handful of matches on the main roster a couple months at this point. So I think it was timing, but regardless of anything, it still wasn't a good match. Um, I don't necessarily know what is like the worst match, but that's just a match I recall watching at the time being really angry because it was bad. So that's how <laughs> I kind of view it. Because 
other things like what you guys said, like the, the Hell in a Cell match and that, I didn't necessarily think that was a bad match. It was a bad finish. Mm. Um, I guess in that, that was like expectation, just not exceeding to expectation. You got to I go into a Brock Lesnar match thinking it's more like a fight. So it can end in a minute, like a UFC fight. That's how I watch Brock Lesnar matches. You get way less disappointed if you watch it that way. Um, <laughs> so that's how I just kind of watch that. But just fundamentals of two people who, one being very good at what she does and one having a lot of pen- potential to be very good at what she does, mm. just did not mix very well. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe that's how you should start watching those Brock Lesnar matches, Stephen. It's more, <laughs> as, more as a fight. Or I could just stop watching them. Or you could, yeah, I guess that's true too. <laughs> you know, uh, either, you're not going to waste much of your time watching it or not, so I, I don't blame you if you don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, and you brought up a good point here, uh, Josh, in that it's, you know, maybe sometimes the, the driving force is, is anger. Instead yeah. of maybe just focusing on what angered you the most about a particular match, let's talk about what's angered you about a whole show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, Josh, to you was the worst show of 2019? When I say show, I'm talking about the worst pay-per-views mm-hmm. of 2019. Uh, not, not oh, I really hated NXT this year, or I thought <laughs> AEW sucked, or like, I'll never watch another episode of SmackDown or Raw again. What was the worst pay-per-view of the year? It's hard to pinpoint, because I feel like, I'm not no stranger to like saying this, I watch primarily WWE and AEW shows, um, but... WWE, especially this year, um, have had a lot of bad moments, but not necessarily whole bad shows. Mm. There's always saving graces to shows, and you're like, this was really, really bad, but some of this stuff was really, really good. You look at Hell in a Cell, and you go, Seth and The Fiend was just a shitstorm, but Becky and Sasha, that was a tremendous match. So it's like, can you call that a bad show? Because does one match being great make it a better show? I don't know. That's an argument, I guess, for another day. But when I just think of something that I just was just bored from the start to the finish, um, I look at like Extreme Rules. I mm. didn't really love that show. It was just a, a bad show to me. It's just something that I'm just not entertained by. Even if there's bad stuff on it, you can still be entertained by the bad because it can be funny. It yeah. can be, you can take away and go, oh, this is, you know, it's, you can look at it a little bit lightheartedly. Um, Extreme Rules, I was just like, you know, it had Kofi and Joe. Tell me a spot from that match. I mean, I couldn't. It's just boring. Nah. Um, the mixed tag Extreme Rules match was better than what I thought it was going to be. But at the end of the day, it was very predictable. It went the way I thought it was going to go. And then Brock cashed in. You're like, here we go again. It was just a, a show that I was just like more of the same I seen mm. from that show. Mm. Um, there could be worse shows. But in my opinion, that's just like, it's just boring. Mm. Hey, no, that's fair. You know, I mean, you can you can judge a worst show in multiple different ways. Yeah. How, how about you, Kevin? What was the worst show in your opinion of 2019? This this one's this one was really tough too because I had to define I had to define my, to myself mm-hmm. what makes a bad show. Mm-hmm. For example, this isn't my worst show of the year, but when you look at a show like Hell in a Cell, which had good matches on it, but ended so, in my opinion, disastrously. Does that make the whole show bad or is that just a, an anomaly? It's an interesting little, uh, it's an interesting point to think about. But for me, it comes down to the Saudi shows because they were both pretty bad. But one of those shows contained a historic women's match 
And one of those shows had Goldberg Undertaker. Fair. We'll go with Goldberg <laughs> Undertaker. I'm going to go with Super Showdown because they're, in addition to the, having that awful main event, there's not a redeeming match on the card. Um, the coolest thing about it was probably Mansoor winning the ridiculously long 51 man battle royal. That's not even a good thing because you, we shouldn't be having 51 man battle royals. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean that's that's a very valid point. I love Rollins, Corbin. You had uh, I I couldn't tell you anything else from that show besides like Rollins, Corbin, Kofi, and Ziggler was on that show. Yeah, I actually knew who was gonna win. It just that those shows never do anything for me, but that one in particular, usually they have usually like some of them have like that one moment where you're like, ah, that wasn't bad. Yeah, no, that's totally valid. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a very awful show. <laughs> what about you, Steven? <laughs> uh, yeah, so so for me, um, from everything I've heard, definitely uh, the Saudi shows could, could be up there. Uh, however, I did not watch them. Uh, uh, that's the easiest way to avoid them. Right, exactly. So <laughs> yeah. I, I just didn't, I didn't watch, watch them. Super Showdown, so I couldn't say that was bad. <laughs> right. I, I don't think it would necessarily be fair of me to call them the worst show of 2019, uh, having not watched them, just hearing things. Uh, so for me, I'm going with the show that just left the worst taste in my mouth, right? And uh, for me, that is Money in the Bank 2019. Mm. Um. That show was not good. Really, really not good. Tell there, me why, Steven. So there, there's <laughs> there's three main things that, that happened during that show that, okay. that just ruined it for me. Yeah. Um, the first one being, obviously, Brock Lesnar winning Money in the Bank. I, I won't go too far into it. Everyone knows I hate Brock Lesnar, whatever. Yes. Um, but <laughs> the other ones is the Rey Mysterio-Samoa Joe match, which was an extreme squash match, and uh, Rey Mysterio just went out there and got murdered. Um <laughs> Which, I mean, there, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He just went out there and got murdered. And uh, Rey Mysterio is one of my favorites from my childhood. Seeing him go out there and just die was so sad. <laughs> I'm sure that was soul-crushing. Yes. And then uh, the other one is the Roman Reigns versus Elias match. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't have much to say. It was a freaking dumpster fire. It, not entertaining in the slightest. And, uh Yeah. So, uh, Money in the Bank 2019. Uh, I hope I never watch it again. That's that's fair enough, man. That's fair enough. Um, I, w- I will say I had to watch the Saudi shows in preparation for determining what the worst show for me was this year. And I didn't want to, but I had to. Now, using what Kevin brought up, mm. yes, indeed, one show had... A women's match, a historic moment. The other one had Goldberg versus Undertaker, right? Uh, but also, one of these shows had a build-up with two old men who did not compete in a match together. That was actually the best part of the match, and that just kind of blew my mind. A match that nobody should care about. And the other one, at least, was called Super. So, I mean, look, that's okay. Um, no, seriously, it's hard to pick out which one or the other that I, I didn't like the most. They're both pretty bad. Um, but but I ultimately went with uh, Crown Jewel 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> um, simply, just for, for a few reasons here. Um, 
obviously, like what with Kevin brought up here, the the Brock Lesnar Kane Velasquez match is just a total uh, travesty. I think as far as how you actually want to represent Kane Velasquez, who is in many MMA fans' opinion is perhaps one of, if not the greatest heavyweight fighter of all time. You completely just trashed him in his first singles one-on-one match. Uh, you had the OC become the best tag team in the world, which is heavily debatable, <laughs> especially considering what we <laughs> just discussed earlier. Um, <laughs> that 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 made Steven crack up. Steven's uh, dead. <laughs> Steven's dead. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, the Team Hogan versus Team Flair stuff, like. Does anybody can anybody tell me who besides Seth Rollins was in this match? I can't even tell you who won the match. See, look, I mean, knowing WWE, uh, Drew McIntyre was probably in it. Uh, Baron Corbin was probably in it. Roman Reigns was probably in it. I mean, Mustafa Ali was in it. I remember oh, that. <laughs> I think Shorty, Shorty G. G. Shorty G was in yeah. it. Yep. Dog. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so we're getting somewhere here. You guys did pay somewhat attention to this match, um, yep. so that's good. Um, and then it was main evented with the the Fiend beating Seth Rollins, which I mean we all know, you know that that happened. Um, but but here's another separate thing, and this is not really necessarily about the show, but this whole plane nonsense. About them getting stranded. Mm. I mean, that's really kind of messed up. And all of like, the things that we've heard surrounding that whole event and all the stuff that's transpired it. The only silver lining that really came from this show is the fact that NXT got a spotlight on SmackDown. So it wasn't even something... No good came out of this show for this show. It only came for SmackDown the next day. Mm. I don't know, man. For me, worst show of 2019. But can't argue that. <laughs> let's let's get away from this all this negativity mm-hmm, real mm-hmm. quick. This isn't for any awards, but let's kind of go on the round and talk about maybe some of our favorite moments of 2019. Yes, yes. this isn't for awards. You can just talk about what it is that you really enjoyed out of 2019, guys. Mm-hmm. Kevin, let's start with you. What did what were some of your favorite moments in 2019, sir? Oh, there are a bunch. I mean, this was a re- twenty. This was a really great year in wrestling. Yeah, yeah. The formation of a new company. There you go, right off the bat. AEW's birth, their their launch into an existence. I think is a pivotal moment in wrestling history. And I'm gonna go with one that is a little bit more a little bit more recent. Um, and it's a little bit off the path of what we've been talking. We haven't really mentioned New Japan yet, mm. but. I think the return of Hiromu Takahashi mm-hmm. at um, I think it was Power Struggle. That uh, he's one of my he was one of my favorites. One of the guys that got me into New Japan. He was on the first card I ever watched back at Wrestle Kingdom Eleven. Mm-hmm. And seeing him after after the the absolutely atrocious injury he suffered, one of the scare uh, one of the mo- I was I. It's rare that I get scared watching wrestling. When he took that bump. Uh, against Dragon Lee when he took that neck bump, I was scared. I thought this is going to be something where this man may never walk again. Yes. And not only is he walking, but he's ready. He's preparing for possibly the biggest match of his life at Wrestle Kingdom 14. He was taking bumps off the rails when he came back. He was running around like a maniac. It was so fun and so uplifting to see him come back 
that 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 really stood out for me as one of my top moments of the year. Hey, man, yeah, hundred percent. That's yeah. Hiromu's gonna have a great match with Osprey at Wrestle Kingdom yeah. this year. That's gonna be amazing. What about uh, what about you, Josh? Favorite moments of twenty nineteen? Oh, there's been like so many that is just like for whatever reason of just being wonderful moments. There's like, obviously I'm going to say Rhea Ripley winning the championship. I, I had a video of my Twitter and it was just like a pure reaction that I, you know, wrestling, it can kind of just, it just, I, I don't know. When I watch wrestling, I just kind of feel out of the world and I'm just watching whatever's on the screen. And I just reacted like that. Um, Sasha Banks returning was always something big for me this year i just that moment of her coming back because i had opinions on sasha in her away time just tweeting about butterflies and stuff all the time and i'm like you don't need to be talking about this all the time stop being so cryptic and when mm. she come back it was just cool um but ultimately everyone probably knows what's going to be my favorite moments but it is the iconics winning at wrestlemania yeah. ah, it's just yes. so, it, just, it has to be for me because it was just so unexpected rhea, rhea ripley winning was kind of expected i was ready for it the Iconics winning, I was not ready for it. I, I, I've i never hugged my older brother in my life. I, well, not that I can remember. I hugged him that day. <laughs> we shared a moment. Um, so the Iconics winning at WrestleMania will always be my number one. Just, uh, just It just made me smile moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's one of the biggest things. I mean, like, whatever just makes you smile. You know, it, yeah. it, it doesn't have to be this long-winded thing. It's like, just what did you enjoy? You know, uh, and I, I'm glad you brought up the uh, the Rhea Ripley uh, winning against Shayna Baszler because that's definitely one of my favorites as well. I've been uh, I've been very hard on uh, Shayna Baszler uh, throughout the last year. Um, she's she's obviously a very good wrestler. Uh, her matches are just kind of boring to me, and so finally seeing someone finally take that title off of her was really really great to see. Um, but for me, some of my favorite moments of 2019 have to do with, uh, what's going on in AEW. And, uh, like Kevin said, uh, obviously we have AEW, the, the birth of AEW, and that's a huge, huge moment right there. But a lot of the other implications that come from that, uh, really for me, probably my favorite moment of 2019 is, uh, John Moxley showing up at double or nothing and, uh, and, you know, just, going to town on Kenny Omega having a explosive debut um, that, you know, I, I talked about just whatever makes you smile, you know, and, and that is one of the biggest things where I was just like, okay, this is awesome. You know, man, that, that, that really is awesome. Mm -hmm. Glad to hear that, man. I, I've got a few on here as well. Um, Top of it here, uh, Gargano winning the big one, mm. finally winning the NXT title. It wasn't against Ciampa, which would have made it all the sweeter based on that storyline. But it was certainly meaningful because of everything that he's given and done for NXT. I, I, I couldn't put, I couldn't not put that on the list. Yeah, yeah. Um, as you know, Stephen, uh, I'm a sucker for tournaments. He is. <laughs> Uh, so I uh, I put Bandito winning the Battle of Los Angeles this year and David Starr winning uh, the uh, Progress Super Strong Style 16. I, I Both of them made my list here as well. Uh, those were great. I mean, the best of Super Juniors and uh, uh, G1s this year were also fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, all tournament long. You really can't put those down. Um, and then uh, a big one here, 
CM Punk going to WWE backstage, mm. when that happened, that was a killer announcement. I never thought I would ever see CM Punk anything WWE related ever again. And yet, there he is. Mm. He's been on a few episodes now, and that's that's pretty special, I think. Yeah, no, that's a good point, for sure. I, I would, like you said, I would have never expected to see him, uh, you know, let alone wrestle, but he even just do anything WWE related, because he's been very vocal that he absolutely does not want to. But now I realize we've been worked. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> yes. He's um, the ultimate pro wrestler. <laughs> yep, yep. Let's keep this positivity going here, y'all. We've got a, just a few more left here, and then we're going to do, uh, again, the Fantasy Warfare 2019 finals uh we've got best promotion this year what was the best promotion of 2019 Mm -hmm. i'll kick this one off because uh look you've got nxt as a brand has been very very good all year long you've got aew who just started and really had its whole first year go off with a bang, right? It was very, very good for for a startup company. Uh, NWA's come back in in full force with NWA Power. Progress has has been good. PWG has been good. There's been a lot of very good promotions all around the world. But only one was, in my opinion, the best, and that's New Japan Pro Wrestling. They put on the best wrestling all year long, consistently. They put on the best stories all year long. In my opinion, they have probably the best talent pool in the world. Uh, just my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I couldn't not give it to New Japan this year. Yeah. I mean, there's certainly an argument to be made for that. A very, very, very good argument for it. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, however, uh, I am going to have to go to NXT for promotion of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because, I mean, you got the uh, you got the EO Candice match, you got War Games, you got the trilogy with uh, Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole. You know, they're, they're just putting on I- insanely good matches with insanely good storylines. And, you know, not to say New Japan isn't, because obviously New Japan is. I'm just, I'm having a little bit of trouble really just completely, like, buying into New Japan. All of their matches mm. are great, and like you said, they they probably have one of, if not the best talent pool in the world right now. But something about it, I'm just not getting into it as heavily as I would uh, for something like NXT or AEW. Mm. Um, but it, it's pretty much NXT or New Japan for mm-hmm. me. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to have to go NXT. They've just been uh, consistently top dog all year for me. Hey, totally fair totally fair uh kevin how about you what what do you say best promotion of the year you guys it does come down to nxt and new japan for me wow the um the thing with new japan and i've become a huge new japan fan this year and i i certainly give them a lot of credit for what they've you know what they've done and what they've had to overcome you look at the top of the year you lose omega the bucks you lose Marty Skrull, you mm. lose Hangman, you lose the Elite. That's a huge draw for them, and they've overcome that. Yeah. But I do feel like sometimes – I feel like New Japan isn't as good at connecting with newer people hmm. as NXT is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think NXT is I think NXT is better equipped to bring in new fans, and I think they're better equipped to make new stars. Whereas, you know, you see when you, when you see the stars of New Japan leave, 
it's back to the old guard. It's back to the Tanahashi's and Omegas, with the exception of Jay White. Jay White being a huge exception. Mm, yes. But NXT has made, you know, you've seen the elevation of guys like Argano and Cole to the main event scene. You've seen guys like Keith Lee who have just taken the world by storm this year. I think NXT has delivered the best. I think every takeover was a phenomenal success. I don't think there was a bad show this year. Oh, yeah. Whether it be TV or takeover. And obviously they got that that spot they got that spotlight on SmackDown too after the Crown Jewel. So out of bad comes good. Mm-hmm. And they got the whole Survivor Series storyline le- leading out of that. Wow. NXT yeah. really NXT really has just put the world on notice this year. They're mm-hmm. my promotion of the year. Hey, yeah, that's yeah. I I I definitely actually uh, totally forgot about some of these points here. So thank you, Kevin. That's that's awesome, man. Mm. Truly, man. Yeah. Well, and that too. And they and they've they've been having those like mini takeover shows, like that they'll put on. Like they'll be like, hey, don't forget, we're scheduling this like three weeks out, and you're gonna have some kind of crazy NXT TV show this week that's like super stacked. It's like, geez, okay, yeah. Like you know, we've had we had the the very first episode of NXT that had like the Matt Riddle and Adam Cole match, and then what was what was the main event on that? I feel like the main event was like super huge. It's the one where Finn Balor kind of. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Finn Balor came back, and then uh, Tommaso Ciampa came back as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the one where Rhea Ripley obviously just won the title. That one was a huge NXT show too. And we always forget about halftime heat. Yeah, halftime heat. Holy cow. Yeah. Always forget about halftime heat. Wow. That, that match was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Josh, you're, you're nodding your head here. I, I, I see that in the I'm camera. I'm just in the Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just having a good time. <laughs> hey, man. Well, good, good. It's, 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 would you, I, this is where I get a bit like lost with things because okay. NXT is still WWE. Yes. Yeah. So I would call yeah. Yeah. I would call WWE the promotion of the year because NXT is just under it. It's still a WWE product. It's yeah. still a WWE product and people are very quick to especially on the internet are just be like fuck WWE. I hate WWE. They suck. They take away everything and blah 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 blah. Yeah. Yes, okay. The main roster product is very different from the NXT product and the NXT product is much more pro wrestling than yes. Raw and SmackDown. But if we're going to be technical about things, I guess WWE would be my answer. Mm. Still under the WWE umbrella. And again, I look for the best women Mm. in the world. And to me, majority of them are under the WWE umbrella, whether that be NXT or or main roster. I say that (laughs) with quotations (laughs) because it's just, it's, it's, it's all kind of just a, three separate rosters now but um yeah i would say nxt wwe wow interesting okay well cool man yeah uh, and and uh, yeah that's it's interesting because i think we try to differentiate at, at least a little bit of nxt away from the main roster because it is so different mm-hmm. it, it's brands itself differently it's advertised differently the matches are completely different mm-hmm. yeah. um but uh, it's still got like that it. WWE logo down in the bottom right yeah, corner, and that to me says it's the WWE product. This is true. This is true. Um, a side note here: uh, I think they're trying to find a replacement for Samoa Joe for Raw now. Um, I don't know if anybody's thrown this name to the hat here, but 
I feel like with as much as Beth Phoenix has improved as a commentator on NXT, maybe she, I feel like she would fit better on someplace like Raw as opposed to NXT just based on her commentary style and her cadence and everything like that. So I feel like she would make a very good commentator for, for Raw to fill in that spot. I could see mm. that. Yeah. I, feel, I could see that as well because I feel like she is... Uh, some people don't like Beth's commentary. I do, but I feel like she needs a, a, a very... To fit her style, I feel like she needs a very WWE-orientated commentator, and that is through and through. Never wonder what you want to say about Michael Cole. Mm-hmm. He is the he is a voice of WWE. Like He does mm. have a very annoying way of some things he says. Yeah. <laughs> there's many things that he says that you're just like, please stop talking. Big but there's dog. other things he says... But then when you hear other people commentate, sometimes you're like, wow, Michael Cole is very good at what he does. Yes. He steers a ship very well. Um, and you just kind of take the bad with the good. But I think she needs someone to really play off of really well. And I think sometimes, not to be controversial here, sometimes Ronaldo can overtake some people. Mm. And mm-hmm. I like Moro. I think he's very, very good at what he does. But I feel like he needs partners that are equally as... What's the word? Lack of a better term, energetic as him. And sometimes I think yeah. Beth gets a little lost in that. Not so much Nigel. I think he plays off Ronaldo very well. Yes. I think Beth, because she's newer, she's still kind of dabbling her feet in this. She hasn't been doing it all that long. I feel like she needs someone who can kind of just be like, hey, it's your turn to talk. Right. No, of course. I, I And I think somebody like, like JR, not JR, the king... King could bounce off and like help guide that mm, a little great. bit here. Can we just take um, King off of commentary with Samoa Joe, please? Because uh, Jerry Lawler has <laughs> no place being on commentary in this day and age. No place. Well, he I, was good I, in 2004. He's not I, good now. And I was going to ask you if you felt like uh, Ronaldo does a takeover of commentary. Ah. Uh, uh. Uh, but yes, no, I, I do. <laughs> I, I do like uh, how... Uh, Morrow and 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 Nigel McGuinness have their their commentary mm. chemistry. Bert, I think Bert, Morrow would be better off with a two man booth because yeah, you, you know you don't want to have two two color commentators fighting for scraps because he does have a tendency to overdo it and to take over. And I love that about him. Me too. But I think that he would be better off in a two man booth with just McGuinness, and I think Beth would be better off with her, like you guys said, just to parrot what you guys said with her style, I think she'd be better under the wing of a Michael Cole or even a Vic Joseph. Hey, there mm-hmm. you go. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think we may have found ourselves here in a, in a bonus award segment, best commentary team. Uh, are we all in agreement? It's NXT here, perhaps? No? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It ain't <laughs> AEW, I tell you that. Oh, oh Why are you AEW like that? <laughs> I always do, don't I? Aren't I, aren't I that person now that just buries them all the time? <laughs> Suicida El Torpedo. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out fully to Fully loaded. Last hey. night on Fully Loaded. No, JR. It's not the year 2000. It's, it's, it's not time fully loaded. Yeah, where, where, where are you on Fully Loaded? <laughs> Did you, like, teleport back 20 years? <laughs> right. Like, Goodness. Okay. You do you, JR. <laughs> Jungle Jack. <laughs> Jung- yeah, he called it like Jungle... Uh, what, what is what is his Jungle name? Jack Perry. Jungle Jack Perry. Th- yep. Thank you there. Appreciate that, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jungle Jack Perry. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So uh, we just got done with best promotion. What about best pay-per-view of 2019, gentlemen? Mm-hmm. Best pay-per-view of 2019. Uh, Kevin, let's start with you, sir. What was your favorite pay-per-view of 2019? Fuck. Um, <laughs> that's a good choice. The I Lars Sullivan show. This is uh, like a. This, this is. This, <laughs> this for is many a, reasons. 
is the generic answer, I think, but I also think it's it's the right for me, at least the right answer. You go with the pay per view that left you feeling the best and had the most pit, had the most moments on it. It's WrestleMania thirty. What are we on thirty five? <laughs> it was WrestleMania. You had so many great <laughs> moments. You had Kofi winning the belt. You had Seth slaying the beast. Even if you mm. didn't like the match, I actually liked the match. And of course, you had Becky Lynch, Becky two belts at the end, standing tall. Uh-huh, and as uh-huh. someone who's been a Becky Lynch fan forever, that was such a proud moment for me. And obviously, you could take, you could talk about the match itself and how you know you could talk about the end. Oh, maybe it was botched, but hmm. <laughs> I still loved it. I loved every minute of it. I thought it was really well done, and I thought that the whole show from top to bottom, even though it was like 13 hours, <laughs> I thought it was a worthwhile amount of time spent watching wrestling. That's what I love about WrestleMania is that it is so long, mm. but it's such a spectacle. It, it, you make a WrestleMania a day. You make it like a day-long event. Mm-hmm. You, get, mm-hmm. you get dressed in your nicest clothes. You get your snacks. You sit down with some friends, and you just you watch wrestling for seven hours, and it's so well worth it and this year was definitely delivered yeah 100 percent. see I'm, I'm picturing you like sitting down with like some like a bowl of chips and then like a three-piece suit like i don't want a three-piece suit and not for this year's wrestlemania but two years ago i did wear a suit to watch wrestling hey, there you go there you go perfect and you know who wow. i was watching it with mm. nobody Ah, see, there you go. <laughs> That's the best. I hate people. <laughs> I put the nice, I put my nice, my nicest suit on, sat in the basement of my apartment, and just oh God, living. Watched some wrestling. That was WrestleMania 33. I, I think this year's WrestleMania, like, I picked you up, like, right after lunch. Yeah. And we yeah. were just like, all right, we're gonna sit here and watch this whole thing. Yep. And then it was like, like four thirty in the morning for me, guys. So I was a bit delirious for the kickoff. <laughs> oh man, that's dedication right there. You like woke up yeah. and you're like, you see Hulk Hogan coming out. You're like, oh. I was like, I, I wake up and I'm like, why are there people here? Uh, five <laughs> Get out my house. <laughs> and then we recorded right after the show. Mm. Oh, it was man. a long day. Dude, I bet <laughs> it was. It's WrestleMania though, so it can, I would watch WrestleMania if it went all day i really would it's the one time where i don't complain about the length mm, mm. <laughs> that sounds sexual <laughs> yeah man after this last Whoops. 24 hours i mean you know at lars sullivan <laughs> at lars sullivan <laughs> oh no i just tagged him in my speech oh wow <laughs> now he's gonna hear this oh yeah because uh, he yeah lars really listens to all of us yeah well well I think Lars is running away from the internet for a while, guys. All right. Public service (laughs) announcement. Lars Sullivan, if you're listening, uh, I know you're going through a tough time, buddy. Okay. (laughs) Truly, I invite you to come on to Headlock Talk. If you're listening, I would like you to come on to Headlock Talk and tell your side of the story. We'll we'll, we'll play soft. You know, we, we won't ask you the hard questions. Uh, and you know, we'll let you tell your side of the story because I think that's what you deserve is for you to tell your side of the story here. Oh, <laughs> Steven's dying again. I'm sorry. This is completely unrelated. I think. Cringe. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, moving onwards, did, did we finish best, <laughs> best show of 2019? No, we only got three Kevins. <laughs> we only got through Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, what 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 do you think? I think Steven's still dying. <laughs> okay, so um, 
it's going to sound weird coming from me, but my favorite show of the year was Double or Nothing. Oh, oh, whoa, oh what? The only AEW oh, show from top to bottom that I've enjoyed thoroughly. Yeah, after like, you just hashtag it. burn it down them, like, earlier, mm, I mean, yeah. Mm, yeah, I love Seth Rollins. He's the greatest. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> let me tweet it out for you guys so just everyone knows how much I love Seth Rollins. Um, but no, Double or Nothing was just top to bottom, a very good wrestling show, and the only time where I've just loved AEW. That was, that was the last time I fully loved that company, which is unpopular hey that's fine great choice yeah that's a great choice that yeah. was a great show valid valid choice yeah i mean there's really no wrong choice here yeah. well no there there are wrong well. choices <laughs> but out of these yeah, yeah. <laughs> the ones that we'll select there is no wrong choice <laughs> steven are you alive i'm alive okay man. yeah that, that got me <laughs> okay but uh no in all seriousness though uh there were a lot of great shows this year yeah. Lots and lots of great shows. Uh, for me, though, uh, really two shows stand above the rest. Um, one of them being the final night of Super Strong Style 16 from Progress. Oh! Uh, yes. Uh, that one had an amazing triple threat match between uh, Travis Banks, Ilya Dragunov, and David Starr. Fantastic, fantastic match culminating into the main event of uh, David Starr versus Jordan Devlin, which... I mean, if you put two wrestlers, if you want to name two wrestlers that have better chemistry than Jordan Devlin and David Starr, I would like to hear your argument because they mm. they are just insane in the ring together. Yeah. Um. Well, and then like, and and that Jordan Devlin Kyle O'Reilly match, mm -hmm. which had a huge part in what made the finals the finals. Absolutely. I mean, brilliant. Brilliant yeah, show. Yeah. Um. But uh, for me, this other one that stands above the rest stands above all else and that is nxt takeover phoenix uh that one i mean that one was really the first nxt show where i was like all right like all right these guys are on another level you know what i mean yeah uh obviously we we had the the feud in 2018 with uh with gargano and champa and those are some of my favorite matches ever um but a lot of the a lot of the shows that they were on were a little eh for me, like the their match was fantastic on those mm. shows, but they were the biggest part of it, and mm. I kind of just didn't really didn't really care about a lot of the other parts. Um, but Takeover Phoenix, that was the first show where I was like, okay, everybody on this roster is a freaking animal. Well, you, you had know? you had Gargano Ricochet, which uh -huh. was amazing, a yep, fantastic match for the the North American title, and then you also had um, the main event was Champa. And Alistair and Black. Alistair Black. Yep. And that was an amazing match, too. Mm -hmm. You also got the uh, War Raiders versus Undisputed Era match. Mm -hmm. uh, you also got the Shayna Baszler versus Bianca Belair match, mm -hmm. which I'm not the biggest fan of Shayna Baszler, but that match made me a very big fan of Bianca Belair. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, uh, I can't say enough about that show. It, it was just fantastic from top to bottom. No, that that's definitely fair. Mm -hmm. um, for me... I would say I've seen a lot of great shows, right? Yes. There's been a lot of a lot of them from all sorts of promotions: AEW, NXT, New Japan, WWE. Everybody's put on some really good shows this year. With that said, I feel as though there was one one show in particular that four of the five matches could be arguably five stars with the other one being a solid three and a half and the main event being 
perhaps over five stars, perhaps six. And that was NXT TakeOver New York City. Mm. You know, WrestleMania, Friday of WrestleMania weekend. Uh, I, I mean, the, that show top to bottom was fantastic. And uh, it had me gripped all the way through. Perfect beginning. Great matches all the way through the middle. Perfect ending. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't ask for a better show in 2019 than NXT TakeOver New York City. There's a lot of great takeovers this year. Mm. Lots mm-hmm. of great yeah. takeovers. 100%. Well, and and let's... Uh, but before, again, we do our uh, Fantasy Warfare Finals, we got one more award to give out here. Best match of 2019, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Best match. Uh, this one's a really special one. and I know we're going to probably have a huge discussion about all <laughs> sorts of different matches. Uh, so let's, let's start with you, Josh, best match of 2019. Best match of 2019. I go to NXT TakeOver Toronto and it is Candice LeRae and Io Shirai. Wow. Great match. match, Great match. That match was just something that I knew was going to be very good, but I didn't realize how great, in fact, that match was going to be. Um, and I think I, again, both of these, we talk about Io a lot. Well, I talk about Io a lot being very crisp. Candice LeRae is very crisp in the ring. There's not really a lot of times where you look at Candice and you're like, she stuffed that up. I don't mm. really see Candice really, quote unquote, botched too much. Like if Mm-mm. she does, she covers it up pretty damn well to the point where we can't see it. Um, that match, it's just perfect timing. The The story was just really good going into that. Very simple. A friend turning on a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just, we've seen it. A million times before, we'll see it a million times after. These friendships breaking up, you never trust anyone in wrestling. It was just a really, really great match. It stole the show. It stole the weekend of SummerSlam weekend. It was just really dang good. And I just, going through all these matches, there were so many things. I was like, oh, this match and this match. Because we say this kind of every year now because the level of wrestling is better than it's ever been. Um, but we go, man, this time is so subjective to what you really like. And you really could say anything. And I'd be like, I can't really argue against it. Um, but Aeon Candace to me was just everything. It was expectations exceeded. It was the mm. story. It was the hype for the two people involved. It could have, it was, and it was two people that either one could have won that match. And I wouldn't have been mad. Candace yeah. could have won that match. And I would have been like, cool. She needs it. Eo could have won that match. Cool. She needs it. And the finish, the kick out of the moonsault, which we never really see from anyone in NXT at that point, maybe a couple of times, but not really too often. So it was special to the submission. Everything about that match was just perfect. That, that's a brilliant choice. And that's why I love having you guys on and, and doing this round table here for the best of is because that's mm. a, that's a perfect example of a match that I hadn't even considered. And now that you say that I'm like, that was a really damn good match. Mm-hmm. Right. And, yeah. Because I go yeah. back, sorry to interrupt, but yeah, I go no, back fine. and watch at the end of the year. I don't know why I always do this. I love wrestling more so than anything in the world other than my cat. So I just <laughs> go back and I watch, like, for the last week, I've just been watching really good wrestling matches throughout the year. Like, I went through and I always watch the Rumbles and um, I just go kind of month to month and I, and I kind of watch everything. And I watched everything that I kind of remember liking from this year. Um, and that match just keeps popping up in my brain so that's telling me that it should be the best (laughs) 
I, see, now I have this picture of like you on the couch with your cat and like you like, oh, yeah. hugging and like, nah, point, she pointing. She hates me, so po- she's sitting away from me. Pointing but... to the TV and be like, look look how she did that. You know? Yeah, I, I, I do. I stand a lot when I watch wrestling. I don't really sit down very often because I'm mm. so antsy when I watch wrestling. Mm. Um, but just think of like, it's like probably my best Trish Stratus point imitation. I'm just like pointing at the screen. Um, who also had a great match this year? Honorable mention, Trish and Charlotte. That was a great match. Oh, ah. there you go. Hmm. Very cool. Uh, Kevin, what about you, man? Best match of 2019. It, this this year has been so good to wrestling. It's so hard to choose, but uh, I'm going to go to New Japan for mine, mm. where every match is a good match, frankly. And I'm going to go to the G1 Climax, where you get a four- to five-star match on a nightly basis. True. But my match of the year... And this isn't one that I've heard a lot of fanfare about, but I went back and I watched it today, along with some other matches. You know, I watched a couple other matches from New Japan. I watched some NXT matches, some main roster WWE matches. But Kazuchika Okada and Will Ospreay from, I think it was night seven of the G1 Climax, just (laughs) blew my mind. I remember watching it live. That was one of the only nights where I stayed up till you know, the butt crack of the morning just to watch wrestling and I watched this match and I thought, wow, holy shit, this is a great match. You had everything you needed. You had the, the, the fast paced Osprey style. You had some chain wrestling. You had some great storytelling. There was no point during that match where I was like, okay, well this is definitely how it's going to go. It's definitely going to go this way or that way. I was on the edge of my seat the whole time thinking, well, will Osprey could pull this off. He could beat Kazuchika Okada and he didn't, but they still put on an absolute banger. And it was my favorite match of the year, bar none. And I think it was the best match of the year. And I think it's one that doesn't get talked about nearly enough. Very true. Yeah, very, very true. Absolutely. And and, and I think uh, Steven here... Yeah, so I'm just gonna come out, come right out and say, uh, Kevin, I 100% agree with you. That is also my match of the year is uh, Kazuchika Okada versus Will Ospreay. I mean, that that match was just it, like you said, it had everything. It had the the fast paced, it, it had the chain wrestling, it had power moves, it had a great story, it had huge bumps, the, it, the chest slap of the century. Yes, it did have that also. <laughs> Uh, and you know, I had a lot of a lot of runner-ups uh, for for match of the year. I had uh, Sonata versus Zack Saber Jr. Yeah. at the G1 was really good. Uh, both of the the um, David Starr Jordan Devlin matches from OTT and also the final for Super Strong Style 16. Mm. Both of those were fantastic. But man, if I go back and, and every time I go back and watch that match, it's just like yeah, like th- this is this is wrestling to me. You know. Mm. Mm. I'm, I'm me, really glad you brought have, that up, Kevin. You have the best wrestling tournament in the world. If you could pick one match from it, what would you pick? And that's the match for me. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And there were so many great ones. Like you said, Sonata and ZSJ. You had Osprey and Sonata. Osprey and ZSJ. Ishii Cobb. Mm-hmm. Yes. You had every literally every match was like was good on the other in the other block. You had Ishii and everybody. Mm-hmm. You had Jay White and Goto was great, but just Okada Osprey was on another level. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent true. I can't agree more with you. Yeah, I'm really glad you brought that up because I, I thought I was going to be the only one. Well, <laughs> and that that kind of segues perfectly into into my situation here. So I I I'll, I made a big mistake. I I. 
you guys have probably seen it, but I, I put out this Twitter poll about a week or so ago, and I was like, here are some of my favorite matches this year. What do you guys think? What's your favorite <laughs> match of the year? And then, like, my notifications on Twitter just blew up with people saying, like, why didn't you put this match in? And it's like, you don't even follow me. Like, what was the deal here? <laughs> um, no, seriously. No, like, if, if, if you listen to the show, great. I, I, we definitely appreciate your suggestions. And if you don't listen to the show, well, obviously you should. Um, you know, but, you know, your suggestions are valid as well. So, in order for me to kind of crack the code here and appease at least a few of these people who have made their, I guess, emotions very clear, I'm going to kind of list down mine and then i'll get to my favorite right so uh first off i've got and you can kind of interchange these out here uh so number 10 i had okada and uh, versus sonata or you could also do okada versus ibushi from g1 that was number 10 uh nine i had ishii versus moxley you could also interchange that with uh Mm. moxley and takagi um Number eight, Tyler Bate versus Walter. This was a match that was mm. very uh, popular with a lot of people. They kept suggesting it. Uh, you know, Tyler Bate versus Walter from uh, Takeover Cardiff. Very, very good match this year. One of my personal favorites, while it did not make my best match of the year, Bandito, Flamita, and Ray Horace versus Black Taurus, Puma King, and Laredo Kid from PWG 16 phenomenal match it's definitely if you go to highspots.com and get the video download of it it's definitely worth your 15 dollars yeah that's just that's in my yeah that's in my honorable mentions like what what a crazy match super lucha match Mm -hmm. um let me see here six i had david Starr versus jordan devlin from ott fifth anniversary show five and this is the one that everybody kept saying, why isn't that match on the list? No, exactly where you're going. Yes, Cody versus Dustin from All Out. Mm-hmm. Yes, very, very good match. If you love that particular old school, late 80s, early 90s style, very, very good match. Very emotional. Lots of blood. Very good build. I like the match. I wasn't trying to bury AEW, I promise. I just didn't have enough space in the Twitter poll yeah. to put it. It was a great match, though. Great match. Yeah. It's fine. I liked it. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. Okay. Uh, onwards to the matches I really care about. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ibushi versus Jay White, G1 Finals, number four. Really, really loved that. Uh, Osprey versus Shingo Takagi from the Best of Super Junior Finals is at number yeah. three. That's my number two. Beautiful match. Beautiful match. Osprey versus Okada in G1 is number two. I mean, you and Kevin said it perfectly here, Steven. Mm. Um, I really don't have much more to say beyond what y'all have uh, broken down for that one. Uh, But number one, there was no match that actually... Look, very rarely does a wrestling match get me off my feet. I've watched wrestling for almost 25 years, which is very difficult for me to say. (laughs) But very rarely does a match get me off my feet anymore. This match did that, and that was Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano from NXT TakeOver New York City. Beautiful match. I mean, the ending was perfect. It, it, It was a beautiful finish, beautiful final scenes of the show. 
it had all the drama and build, and then they went and did a very, very good match afterwards uh, at TakeOver 25, and then once again at, I think it was, what was it? Was it TakeOver Toronto that they had the the, the, the three stages of hell? Yes, I believe so. Okay. Yeah, I mean, all three, of that, that, that match kicked off the series, I guess is my point. And that one was more than perfect. It mm-hmm. had everything that I wanted in that match. And again, I was on my feet at the end. That, that's that's more than I could ever want for any other match. Yeah, so, I mean, I think any of those uh, three matches from the trilogy of those guys could argue could be argued for match of the year. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and again, if, if it, uh, some other ones that a lot of people were shouting out to were like, uh, both TakeOver War Games matches, you know, were great. Um, you know, there's several other Will Ospreay matches that people were naming off. Um, uh, Young Bucks versus Lucha Bros was another one, that that crazy uh, Stairway to Hell ladder match that they had. Mm-hmm. Or Stairway to Heaven ladder match. I'm not quite sure which one it was. Um, but anyway... Yeah, some 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 good shouts here, ladies and gentlemen. Some good shouts here. I'm glad that you guys participated online. Uh, but yeah, Gargano Cole for me. That's that's the one. All and great matches. All great matches. Yeah. And I, I'm Josh. I'm, I really like that you brought up Io Candice because that match really got oh, yeah. it, not buried, but almost forgotten about. You know. Yeah. And, and it's so hidden so gem almost. It's a hidden mm. gem. If you just gotta like remember mm. that it happened. It only happened in August. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's a problem with wrestling, this is a very good problem to have. There's a lot of it. Yes. And sometimes yeah. things just get lost. <laughs> and I think that some matches that are a lot better than we even remember because we watch so much good wrestling now, that sometimes it's hard to find a great wrestling match because they're all just good. Um, the great ones kind of really outshadow. And then there's a lot of them. Um, so we're just used to the standard quality of wrestling. Mm-hmm. So we just see a lot of good wrestling now. And when, when we're exposed to so much of it, sometimes things just get lost. Um, and I just love that match going oh. back and watching it. I'm just like, this is a damn fine wrestling match. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Now, speaking of damn fine wrestling matches here, let's talk about maybe a fantasy match here of ours. Mm. One, one that I think would make a lot of uh, a lot of people really kind of uh, go crazy over uh, what would happen. What are the possibilities here of the, this match? I am, of course, speaking of our Fantasy Warfare 2019 Finals. Okay, we've got uh, Will Osprey versus Adam Cole. Okay, first time ever Fantasy Warfare 2019 Finals. This is our Male Wrestler of the Year, basically, award uh, that we do. We've we've had a huge tournament here, you guys, and I'm I'm really glad that we're down to these two. Mm-hmm. I, I, like you said last time, Stephen, we always find a way somehow to get the best two of the year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A- and I think no- nothing rings truer than this. Both men have had a huge year, and I think it's up to us four to decide... Who between these two deserves that award? Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so I guess I'll start with you, Stephen. We'll kind of go on the round. We'll we'll present the argument for who you believe is the best, and then we'll kind of place a final vote. We'll just t- kind of talk about maybe how this match would go, their accomplishments, their attributes, 
whatever. You know, so I guess take it away, Stephen. Yeah, S- yeah. Spin on it however you want it. Yeah, so uh, I'm glad you mentioned, uh, you know, what I said last week and with, with Fantasy Warfare. Just somehow, it, I, I guess we're just really in tune with, with uh, you know, how we think things would go. Just because we, we always seem to get the top two. You know, just every every single year it's like, oh, yeah, I mean, you can't really argue anyone else, you know. So, I mean, Adam Cole, Will Ospreay. These are the two biggest guys in wrestling right now in terms of just sheer quality uh, of their wrestling. Influence. Influence, you yeah. know. Um, and on, on one hand, you have Adam Cole, who's had insane matches, great trilogy with Gargano, great main events at, at uh, you know, all the takeovers, uh, great showings in, in war games. He, he's had an insane run with the NXT Championship this year. Um, lots of defenses and, of course, being the leader of Undisputed Era has a, a very big um, stranglehold on NXT. Like, NXT is his. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, but then on the other hand, you have Will Ospreay, who it is, in my opinion, uh, it's either him or Kenny Omega for best wrestler still wrestling right now. Um, so it, it's very hard to to put both of these into perspective and try to pick one. Um However, for me, and then this is pain. Oh, you're ready to go to your vote right now. I mean, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I, I don't, I don't have to. Oh, okay. No, I can step out. If, no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, please, if 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 you must. Yeah. Uh, it, and it pains me to say this because hmm. Adam Cole, baby, but Will Osprey, man, it, no one touches him. It hmm. really, it, in terms of just overall in ring talent Mm. no one touches him Mm. that's just my two cents okay hey i mean that's perfectly fine that's perfectly fine yeah uh josh you seemed to be intrigued by what steven has just said i I sense a counter argument coming here Mm. i'm not into the will osprey thing Mm. i'm just (laughs) not again Wrestling is many different flavors. There's many different styles of wrestling. Whatever you're into, you're into. Yeah. Um, I don't like watching a circus when I wrestle. That's why I'm not really a biggest fan of like Ricochet and stuff like that. They're great oh. athletes and uh-huh. they have great wrestling matches sometimes. But overall, it's not what I want to see every day. Mm. Adam Cole doesn't do that. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, there's really not too much more I can add to it. Um, without just sounding completely bitter. <laughs> right. I, I don't hate Will Ospreay. He's just not really my style. Hey, and I mean, so there, there's, me- nothing, there's nothing wrong with that yeah. at all. You know, a- Adam Cole and Will Ospreay do have very, very different styles. That That's for yeah. sure. And Adam Cole can, you know, jump up to Will Ospreay's style and, and do a yeah, lot of that definitely. stuff. And Ospreay can, can jump up to Adam Cole's style and, and do a little bit more of the, the cerebral, you know, uh, plotting power moves and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I think, honestly, that's what really makes these guys so special. It, you know, we, we mentioned with... Um, with Jay White and, and Okada and, and David Starr, that they can just go in and have a match. Mm. A, and yep. it, it can be any style of match. You can put them with any competitor, and they can have a fantastic match. So, Josh, I, I, I don't think... Uh, I, I think you're making a valid argument. You know, d- different strokes for different folks. If you're not yeah. into that style, that's fine. And and, and Adam Cole definitely is, is up there in terms of that style. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and I think with I'm like 
don't get me wrong. I understand what Will Osprey brings to the table. Um, I For ain't sure. like, like he, I, I get it. And I get why people like that style of wrestling. There was a clip going around on Twitter yesterday. I'm sure you've seen it of, it was like, I think Jim Cornette hated it or something like that. And a few, you know, oh, it wasn't, yeah. it's, you know, that clip. And it was, it was, um, I, it was like a GCW I, show. Yeah. And it was very like, that to me is a very choreographed style of wrestling. Um, yes. Where it seems to me in my head, I'm not like an old school wrestling person. I like kind of a hybrid of everything. Um, old, new, just kind of mixed in together. I like that sometimes. However, that to me just looks like you're going through. I know that wrestling is what it is, but it just looks like you're going through planned motions. Right. Um, it just looks like you're going from spot to spot it's- to spot. And again, that back to the all the way back to the start of this episode with fundamentals. I like basic stuff. And yeah. You're just going through a routine at that, at that stage. At the end of the day, no matter what wrestling is, it's predetermined or whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. The idea is still to win and they still make you believe that there's a competition happening. Mm-hmm. Um, whether they tell you what it is or not. Um, I know wrestling isn't like, you know, kayfabe is a little bit more, not a thing anymore, but we all know what it is. But at the end of the day, we still want, there's still a defined result and that is a winner. And to me, they're just, going through a motion of like, we're just going to drop down and then we're going to jump and then we're going to both nip up and then the fans are going to do this and then we're going to do cartwheels. It's like, hmm. okay, that's cool. It looks great, but I'll go to Circus Delay if I want to see that. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Well, and 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 I think that you brought up a couple of really good points. Cause I do think that that one clip in particular that you're talking about, um, it is actually very reminiscent of what Will Ospreay and, and Ricochet did a few years yeah. before that in, in New Japan. More got to everybody... I, I understand. It was a, probably a 15-minute-long match, and that was just a, a right. little section of it. Right. That was, um, that, was the opening, that was the opening part. So they, they literally went for the exact same thing that Ricochet yeah. and Ospreay did in New Japan a few years back. I mean, so that's, that's a valid point. And I think the other thing that you brought up, too, and I, I, I don't know if you meant this, uh, so I'm going. I'm maybe reaching here. So please correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> but Adam Cole, he he has his matches, and in the way that you watch his matches, he is aiming to win his matches. Yes. All right. Yeah, definitely. Because I think all throughout how I watch wrestling is that no matter whether you're heel or babyface, a heel is always looking to get any victory by any means necessary. A face is looking to do the right thing to get the victory. At the end of the day, they're still looking to get the victory. They don't care how they, like, they don't care if they're, the idea is to win a match. Get your your opponent's shoulders to the mat, one, two, three, or a tap out, or a DQ, or however you feel like winning. Um, So therefore, it just, a a lot of stuff that Will Ospreay does, well, it looks great, and it's very flashy, and it's very, even I will still look at it and go, wow, that's so cool to see. The word I think of is unnecessary. Hmm. A lot of the stuff that these people do is just, why not just do this a normal way and get it done like that? And you'll win a lot easier than having to do it in this big epic. Wrestling is a show. It's very over the top. I get that. That's why I'm, I'm trying to choose my words very carefully and, and not sound like a dick. Because um, <laughs> I understand why they do it. But at the same time, at the end of the day, I I'm a believer in the story and the story and no matter what the story is, the ultimate result is a victory or a loss. Mm-hmm. And I understand Will Ospreay is still trying to win a match, but he's just going about it in a very unnecessary way or whoever. It's not just Will. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. Again, still a big fan of his and I still mm. can find the, the appreciation and the love for what he does. It's just not my cup of tea. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 definitely a very valid argument there, mm-hmm. Josh. So so I take it you're going with Adam Cole, perhaps. Uh, oh, I'll, yeah. Because <laughs> if you're going to say Osprey after all this, then I yeah, mean... Yeah, I'm definitely going with Will. Um, because of that blinking at the six seconds, he still hasn't got that, by the way, just for anyone wondering. Um, oh, yeah, you're still on the Instagrams with that one? Oh, he was on it yesterday. He was at the airport doing it in public. He still can't get that blink at six seconds. So when he mm. gets that, maybe ask me again who the wrestler of the year is. I might change my opinion. There you go. <laughs> uh, Kevin. We're tied at 1-1. One, one. one Osprey, one Adam Cole. It's down to you, sir. Who do you say is the best wrestler of 2019 between Adam Cole and Will Osprey here for the best uh, headlock talk Fantasy Warfare 2019 finals? I think based on my reaction to what Josh said, you kind of know where I'm going with this. Fair enough. But I just want to make a point. Okay. I get I, I I I agree with on one hundred percent with what Josh is saying about how sometimes Osprey's matches come off as choreographed because they have. Yeah, I think one thing that Will Osprey in the year two thousand nineteen has gotten so much better at though is avoiding that. Yes, mm-hmm. I hundred percent agree with that. I think he's gotten so much better at putting moves together that make sense rather than just doing it to do it. And I think that with the story that's he's been to- telling this year of his move to heavyweight, you know, he competes in the New Japan Cup, he competes in G1, he puts on muscle mass, he learns how to do, you know, the Stormbreaker and the Hidden Blade. All those things represent growth to me. And I'm not saying Adam, Adam Cole hasn't grown at all because Adam Cole has grown a hell of a lot in the year 2019. Mm. But that's the thing that jumps out about Will Ospreay to me is his growth this year. Yeah. He's gone from that junior kid who did all the cartwheels and the flips and, you know, you thought he was going to break his neck and you were worried about the longevity of his career and all that to someone that's going to be a legitimate IWGP world champion someday. Um, he started the year as a never, he started the year. He won the never open weight championship from Kota Ibushi mm-hmm. on the fourth night of the year. That right in and of itself is enough accomplishment to get some people through a 2019 but he went on from there. He went to the New Japan Cup. He knocked off Archer and Fale. Mm-hmm. He went to the best of Super Juniors, knocked off Shingo in maybe speaking objectively the match of the year. It wasn't my favorite match of the year, but it, it, God damn, it was good. Yeah, it was then a great match. Then he went match. to the G1 and had, had great match after great match after great match after great match in the G1 Climax. Didn't win. That wasn't the point. The fact that he got points at all is storytelling to me because he's a junior heavyweight competing against the top heavyweights in the world. And then he, and then he, but he still the whole time is the junior heavyweight champion, won the belt from Dragon Lee at Dominion. He's defended it against the likes of Bushi. He's defended it. He's done really well with it. And now he's got one of the biggest matches of his career coming up at the beginning of 2020 with Hiromu with Takahashi, one of his greatest rivals. I really think that he's put it all together this year and has accomplished a lot this year. Not saying Adam Cole hasn't because Adam Cole is an NXT champion for God knows how. I don't even know how long it's been now. It's been forever. And he's put on yep. great matches, not just with Gargano, but he's put, remember that match he had in the NXT, uh, the NXT on USA debut, or was it the, the head-to-head debut yep. with uh, Matt Riddle? Yeah, yes. That was one of the best matches of the year right there. 
Yeah. And Adam Cole does it differently. And his cerebral storytelling is one that sometimes I enjoy more than Will Ospreay's storytelling. I will admit that freely. Mm. But I think in the year 2019, when you look at accomplishments and storytelling, I think you have to give it to Will Ospreay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man. So 2-1 two, two, Osprey currently. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all down to you, man. I guess so. <laughs> um, uh, it's hard to choose between these two. I think in in a if if you measure them side by side as far as their accomplishments are concerned, it's it, it is quite an interesting tale of the tape here. Because um, Adam Cole has had a incredibly long reign as the um, uh, NXT heavyweight champion. Very well deserved. He's had many great matches this year. Not again, like what Kevin said, not with just Gargano, but with, you know, Matt Riddle. I mean, he was in halftime heat. You know, he was, he's, he's done all sorts of, of, of great matches and had many great accomplishments. War games. I mean, he, he kind of orchestrated all of war games then, and that whole feud, uh, with him and Ciampa. Um, he had a uh, he had a, a spectacular match. Uh, just uh, I think it was what was it? Just a week or two ago with Finn Balor. Mm-hmm. That was great. That was a great match. Um, so so both of these men have had great matches. Osprey himself has had great matches, obviously uh, all year long. Just like what what you and Kevin have said. Mm-hmm. Um, current reigning IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. Best of the Super Juniors winner, uh, <laughs> cleaned up at G One. He he had all sorts of great moments here, and 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 I I like what Kevin said about yes, you get this stereotypical argument, and I heard it online the last night, unfortunately, uh, by some people. Um, and and nothing against what you've just said, Josh, because I think you've pointed out a lot of a. a a lot of good points and a lot of criticism that for Osprey that is deserved. Um, but I do like that. Will Osprey has broadened his approach as he's put on this weight, you know, to go into a more heavyweight style. The guy was trained in, in Lucha Libre. That was the first style he learned. Yeah. So, I mean, you see a guy like Will Osprey doing Lucha, you know, yeah, it's different at first. And then you're like, Oh, well, he's a, he's a flippy kind of guy. Right. And and yes, there are a lot of flippy kind of guys out there. You can go on to, you can go to, you can put on AEW, and everybody's doing like the the Kenny Omega Terminator, you know, senton over the rope, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean everybody can do that in AEW. So there's, a, I mean, there's a lot of people who do a lot of flips and stuff like that. Um, but I think Will's added a lot more to his repertoire this year. A match between these two on its own would be very, very interesting mm. because I think while Osprey has Cole in terms of strength and maybe size and speed as well, and perhaps even a little bit of ability, Adam Cole is a far smarter wrestler, I think, yes, than than Will Osprey, and and this this again this hasn't been said enough here in a real life environment. You cannot discount the fact that Undisputed Era would probably be there too. Mm, mm. So I, I really don't know. And that's undisputed. It, it is. It is undisputed. Boom. Boom. Yes. <laughs> um. I I I think that this match 
very similarly to the Gargano Cole match um, that happened at Takeover NYC, we'd have a lot of very good hope, hope spots. You'd see the tide turning and the momentum shifting all throughout the match. It would be epic for sure. I think Undisputed Era would get involved, and I think the the real question is how does Will Osprey get out of all of this? But if there is somebody who could and who has the ability to, I think it is Will Ospreay. Mm. So for me, I, I guess my my vote and and with it with a heavy heart, just like with everybody here, because I I really don't want to have to choose between one or the other. Right. But if given the choice, I would go with Will Ospreay. Uh, would would win this match just based on the insane year that he's had, the the high caliber performance he's had, the amount of growth he's shown in the ring, his repertoire this year, the amount of influence that he's had in wrestling. He was he could have been the biggest free agent since Kenny Omega. He could have left New Japan, but he decided to stay, and he put on the hottest year I think in all of wrestling since Kenny Omega back you know, a, a year or two before. Mm-hmm. And, and that was something that nobody thought could be repeated. Um, so for me again, yeah, Will Ospreay would be my pick. Um, sorry, Adam Cole. Yeah, Sorry, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've left. I, I'm gone. See okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I, I think it's very clear. Yeah, 2019 uh, Fantasy Warfare winner. And best male wrestler of the year, endorsed by Headlock Talk, at least, Will Ospreay. And one half of Wrestling Reverb. And, and one half former, of Wrestling Reverb. One former half of Wrestling Reverb. Oh. <laughs> Kevin, you're welcome on any time. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations, Will Ospreay, and, and commiserations. I thought you were about to congratulate Kevin on leaving Wrestling <laughs> <laughs> it's like wow you bitch congratulations Kevin <laughs> the newest member of Headlock hell yeah here's our schedule welcome aboard uh, yeah, commiserations Adam Cole uh, congratulations Will Ospreay definitely well deserved for both of these two mm-hmm. just like uh, Kenny and uh, Ciampa last year very hard decision but I'm glad that we had you guys to help us out in getting here Yes, and uh, thank you guys both so much for coming on it of course would not be headlock talk for, to close out 2019 without at least one thing here gentlemen did you bring your snorkels yeah <laughs> I don't know what the noise is <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't. I can't swim, guys. Just letting you, you actually know that. Like, it's a well, shoot, by the way. <laughs> well, well, good. I, I brought these floaties here. You see, because okay, we're about good. to we're about to take a deep dive down here into, of course, <laughs> if wishes were fishes. It's underwater. <laughs> if, if if this is your first time listening to Headlock Talk, uh, you know what I normally say, or indeed your last time listening to Headlock Talk, but. I don't like that anymore. Oh, okay. What is a lot more fitting is, if this is your first time listening to Headlock Talk, or, you know what, if you've been with us since the beginning, I think that's, yeah. you know. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot better. If you've been with us since the beginning, or indeed if this is your first episode, you of course know, if wishes were fishes, where we each take turns making wrestling-related wishes, 
and indeed grade them in terms of fishes. Yes. Yes. Yes, indeed. Quite fun. And this is a special edition end of the year episode where we look into the future. Yes. The year 2020. Yeah, that's what I was going for. <laughs> if, if, if Wishes Were Fishes 2020 edition, what do you want to see in wrestling? What is your wish for 2020 mm-hmm. in all of wrestling? So uh, I'll start with you, Stephen. Okay. Yeah. If Wishes Were Fishes. Yeah. So um, if you guys have listened to the show before, obviously you know I'm a, I'm a very huge AEW fan. Uh, they have a lot of really great things going on right now. Um, however, if Wishes Were Fishes... Um, there will be a women's title change, uh, in AEW in 2020, and that title change would actually be going to Allie, uh, Allie versus Rio, uh, with, with Allie winning the title. I, I really think that oh, wow. Allie is very underrated. She, she is extremely talented in the ring and tells a very good story, is a fantastic baby face. However, she is doing that bunny thing now, uh, yes. with the blade and the butcher. Um, it, it, I don't really know where that's going. Uh, hmm. It doesn't even seem like they really know where it's going. No. Um, but uh, I, I still think her talent is undeniable, and I really think that she could be a, a fantastic, fantastic champion. Not that Rio isn't. Uh, Rio has been putting on some really great matches, but there haven't been a lot of title defenses, honestly. Mm. And, and that bothers me a lot. And I really think having Ali there uh, be able to be there full-time, have a really solid champion, would definitely do a lot to bolster their women's division. Brilliant, hmm. brilliant wish here, Stephen. I, I am a big fan of uh, the concept of this uh, title change here for the women's title in AEW mm-hmm. here in 2020. Uh, so, in accordance with that, I'm actually going to give you uh, uh, three uh, Marlins here. Ooh. Yeah, three Marlins. Yes, unofficial headlock talk uh, Fish. mascot. Yeah, yeah. The the unofficial mascot of headlock talk, the Marlin. Beautiful. Well, thank you. Yes. You're very welcome. <laughs> uh, uh, Josh, do you have any fish for, for Stephen's wish? Absolutely none. You get none for that wish. Oh, Whoa. None fish? I, I, I do not like Ali. I don't rate her. Whoa. I don't think she's very good. Whoa. I never say that about people. You just ever. exploded Stephen's mind. <laughs> I do not like her. I, I, I look at her and it's just someone I'm like, I don't get it. I watch her and I'm like, I just don't understand why everyone loves her. <laughs> Steven's gutted. Gutted like a fish. I'm sorry. I, mean, I love you so much, Steven, but I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. That's fine. He's gutted like a fish here. Oh, that does make me sad, though. So sad. So I, sad. I do agree with the... the uh, cha- I, I hope there is a change, and I hope someone else gets that championship, because I like Riho, but I think she was not a great choice for the first women's champ. I agree. Mm. Uh, who would you put uh, in Ali's place then? Just curious. Ooh. Okay, so this is going to be Brandy Rhodes. Oh, okay. See, I think that's worse than what Steven said. I mean, I agree, but that's <laughs> different strokes for different folks, man. Uh, I don't know. Brandy's Brandy's cool. Yeah. yeah. Woohoo. Brandy Rhodes. <laughs> jo- Josh has left the set. Oh, no. <laughs> Kevin, he'll be right back, he says. Kevin, our newest member of Headlock Talk. (laughs) Welcome, sir. Do you have any suggestions for Steven's fish? Or or do you have any suggestions for Steven's wish? (laughs) 
<laughs> um, um, I'm, I'm kind of with Josh in that I don't really see it with Allie. Oh man! <laughs> Damn! Getting buried I'm, out here. I I haven't. I'll be honest. I haven't watched as much AEW as I'd like, but I have watched a couple Allie matches, and I've watched her work in TNA. Mm-hmm. Whatever the fuck you want to call it. Right. And I'm just not a huge fan. Um, if I were to put someone, because I I do agree that Riho may not have been the best choice for the first champ. Hmm. Uh, I don't necessarily want to see Brandy Rhodes with the belt. Mm-hmm. I think they gotta. I think they gotta go and put the belt on Nyla Rose. I... Nyla Rose. Hmm. Sorry, guys. Had to run out for a minute. There's someone at my door. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, see. I thought you were just <laughs> del- so angry. My with delivery me. was here. <laughs> no, it wasn't. The- it was just bad timing. I'm like, oh my god, the door's knocking. They just asked me about Brandy Rhodes, and I now I'm we- running away. <laughs> I-, I-, I thought you were gonna like mock up a really offensive sign and show it to me oh, here no. over the computer. <laughs> I had a delivery, and I'm like, oh, I got to get this, otherwise I'm gonna have to go down to the, the place, and I'm- I don't want to go there. So oh, I was yeah. like, I just run away, and I didn't want to interrupt. But I was like, I'm not running away because Brandy. Yeah, <laughs> my I- apologies. I- I- I, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of going to the place either. I don't know. Yeah, I don't like going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, that place sucks. <laughs> Down to the post office because I got like a Christmas present, and I'm like, I want to go get that. <laughs> oh snap! What'd you yeah. get? Uh, the new Star Wars game. Oh, nice! Oh. It's so good. Oh. It's so good. Just yeah. So know. I'm like, that's gonna. I have. I don't work for New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, God. so I'll get drunk and play Star Wars game. Oh, you're gonna love cool. it. Cool. Congratulations. Exciting. Mm. Uh, Kevin, did you have any fish for Steven? Or, or are you rocking with the zero that, that Josh gave? No, I'm going to give you a, a half a fish. I'll take be, it. Just because it's, you know, it's almost 2020. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Oh. Well, so you get, yeah. which, uh, which half am I getting? The back half. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, I mean. I'm you, not just going to say that before you ask. You, 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 you can get some, still good, get some good meat off of half yeah. that fish. Yeah, I'll yeah. take it. Beautiful. Wait, are we eating these fish? Is this Sometime. the eating? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. It just depends on the fish. Like, I, I I, don't expect that, you know, people would eat, like, a marlin, right? No. It's too pretty. You'd, you'd put that somewhere. Nice. That's a, show, That's a showcase fish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Fair. <laughs> showcase fish. Uh, Josh, we'll, we'll go over to you, sir. If wishes were fishes in 2020, what do you wish for? It's probably a cliche answer, but Evolution 2. Mm. Why are we sleeping on mm. it? It was the best pay-per-view for me of the whole decade. It was the best pay-per-view, at least, of 2018. It was top to bottom. A very, very good show. There was nothing bad on any part of that show. The crowd was there. The energy was there. The history, the future, everything was on that show. The mm. fact that we didn't get it this year is kind of borderline insulting mm. because it just shows and it just kind of... There's a lot of argument with WWE about how they portray women and are they just doing it for the mainstream press for the mainstream publicity mm-hmm. um and i thought with things like the women's royal rumble and we got a second one of those and we're going to get them every year and money in the banks it's like why isn't there an evolution every year it should just be a part of the, the calendar year for wwe um if it was bad and it was a bad show i wouldn't personally want it again it's not because it's an all women's show it's because it was a damn fine wrestling show i want more mm. um so i in 2020 i hope to get well, I hope we get Evolution 2. Very nice. Yeah. I like oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, I I would definitely give that. Let me see here. Go to my reserves of my fish. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, because I really do want to see an Evolution two. I think that there's a lot of good talent that you could definitely put on Evolution two. Uh, let me see here. I'm gonna give that. Let me see here. Ah, here here's a smart answer. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm gonna give that five puffer fish. Ah, right. Because if done well, I hear it's quite a delicacy. Yes. Right, right, yes. right. But if done wrong, it is quite poisonous. Yes. Right. And if they mess up evolution two, there's a good chance that they won't ever do another evolution again. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna I think that f- might be one of the reasons they, they didn't do it. Right. It's just because the stakes, you know. Stakes are high. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Yeah, I understand that. And I think that there was a lot of things like, can it sell on the net? Well, I don't know if selling a pay-per-view is a thing anymore with the network. It's more so getting network buys, but there's many other factors into that. But can, like, can it can, sell without you, someone like Ronda Rousey? Or can, can you garner interest? Can you garner mainstream yeah, interest? Yeah, like right. without like you look at the main event of Evolution number one. It was Nikki Bella and Ronda Rousey. Now a lot of us wrestling fans didn't like that, but I understood that because of a casual point of view. People knew who Nikki Bella was through Total Bellas and through Total Divas and all of that. And obviously, you know who Ronda Rousey is. Um, could it sell without mainstream publicity like that? I think it personally could. Nowadays, um, just absolutely. The talent, with Becky, with Charlotte. Yeah. Um, I think I think that was kind of the reason they were kind of like, ooh, like, can we do this again and mm. gave, gather enough interest? But I think it's proven that we can because, I mean, the ladies have main evented four or five pay-per-views alone this year, including mm. their biggest, the granddaddy of them all. So I don't think it's really a, a I don't think there's any excuse not to do it anymore. Hey, fair yeah. enough. No, I could see that. Totally fair. Sorry to interrupt you. How, uh, what, what kind of fish are you giving I, Josh for that? I, I gave him five puffer fish. Five puffer fish. That's right. W- what about you, Steven? I'm going to go with, uh, this isn't a smart answer, but I like this fish. Uh, four short fin mako sharks. Ooh. Yeah. Hmm. I, I like, like that name. Nice. Yes, it's a nice name. <laughs> it's a nice fish too. Yeah, it's it's very blue. Brilliant. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like quite a large shark too. It is. Hmm. But the fins aren't because it's a short ah, fin. I see. I see. <laughs> what about you, Kevin? What 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 do you give Josh your wrestling reverb or former wrestling reverb sidekick here? <laughs> I'm gonna give Josh uh, five goldfish because goldfish are awesome. Yes. And Everybody likes goldfish. They're very good, but they have to be taken care of. You have to take care of an evolution, too, in mm. order to make it work. You can't just throw something together slapstick style and expect it to go over well. It has to be done right. Like a goldfish. Brilliant oh, yeah. answer. Yeah. Brilliant answer. I love that. I love that. Uh, and, and Kevin, what about your wish? If wishes were fishes for 2020. Oh, if wishes were fishes. I'm going to stick with the, the, the women's wrestling theme here. Uh, Josh knows that this is a wish of mine, or at least he, he'll he'll know he'll, he'll know it when I say it. Mm. Uh, in 2020, I want to see Tegan Knox become a, a champion, whether it's main roster or NXT. I want to see Tegan Knox win a belt. She's has, she has the best sto- built-in story with the two knee surgeries, losing out on the first May Young Classic, losing in the second May Young Classic to Rhea Ripley after that horrific injury. She's got so much behind her. She's so talented. She's so likable. I think she's like one of the most likable people. And when she gets done with Dakota Kai, because they're going to have a banging feud in 2020, I think she's coming for the gold, whether it's on NXT or Raw or Smack. I think she's coming for the gold. I think she damn well deserves it. Mm, mm. Hey, man. Lovely wish. Definitely, yes. definitely like that wish. And Tegan Knox is very, very talented as well. 
Um, let me see here. Uh, I'm gonna go actually with uh, uh four kingfish, four kingfish, uh, because every queen needs a king. Mm. I think Josh actually did something like that on uh, After Dark too. Oh yeah, Electric Boogaloo. So I'm kind of ripping that off. <laughs> That's fine. <It's> but <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, uh, four kingfish because I really do like that wish. Yeah, quite quite a bit. Yeah, no, I'm definitely a big fan of uh, Tegan Knox, and it's an interesting point that you brought up where she has a very good built-in storyline. Yes, and that that's a that's a good point. Uh, I'm gonna give you three and a half great barracudas. Ooh, barracuda. Barracuda. Yep. Did we just become a rock band? Absolutely. I think so. <laughs> Absolutely. Hell yeah. Which is P-H-I-S-H. I'll go and get my patchouli oil real quick and we'll, we'll yeah, make this thing happen. Uh, let's see here. So I did the kingfish. You did the... You, you gave fish. I right? gave fish. Yeah. All right, and so Josh. Mine was the barracuda. Yes. You, yeah. That's it. <laughs> I'll, I'll get, I, because I know how much Kevin loves Tegan Knox. He just and I like Tegan Knox as well. I'm going to give him force. I do like Tegan Knox. I think she's very good. <laughs> but I don't think she's the best. But because it's Kevin, and I guess I got some redeeming to do because I kind of kicked him off the show. Um, I'll give you four snapper fish because. They're big and they're like they're good time, you know. They're a good fish. Oh snap! You can have that. Oh snap! <laughs> <indeed>. <laughs> Josh didn't like that one. <laughs> 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 Man, good times. Yes. Well, so I know this is not a very um, this is probably not a very ambitious wish. Uh, maybe it is. I don't know. You guys, you guys can judge that. Um, ambitious, ambitious. Um, th- there, I'll show myself out. Okay. <laughs> there, there is one very, very talented uh, wrestler in in Europe uh, that I feel needs a bigger stage. He's he's ready for this bigger stage, and um, New Japan I feel could really use. Even though they've got, even though they've got like the young lions. I really feel like they could maybe bolster the juniors division a little bit more, right? And I I got a chance to watch a lot of wrestling. Like I I've got the YouTube subscription where you can download videos onto your phone and then rewatch them. So I had the chance to actually watch videos on the trip up to Arkansas, watch matches and stuff without using any data cuz you know, I'm a conscious guy of that kind of thing. Of course. Yeah. Um so um, I watched three of this guy's matches, and all three were great. They were all very different. Um, and this is A-Kid. A-Kid from Spain. Uh, really big fan of his. He's had great matches with uh, Zack Sabre Jr., Will Ospreay, and David Starr, all of which were very different, uh, all of which were just brilliant, brilliant matches. And and he's not like... He, 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 do, he does some high-flying kind of stuff, but he's really more of a, like, a, a, just a wrestler. 
right? He, he is a wrestler in the traditional sense of wrestling. Um, and I really enjoy his style. I think he deserves to be on a bigger stage. He was on NXT UK not too long ago himself, too, um, in, a, in a special tag match. So um, if wishes were fishes, I would like to see a kid uh, in uh, New Japan in the juniors division, perhaps for best of the super juniors of 2020. If wishes were fishes. Me gusta. <laughs> bueno. Yeah, bueno. Muy bueno. <laughs> Let's see here. I got all kinds of fish I can give you, man. Got all kinds of fish. You should give me three bobby fishes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Why'd I laugh at that? <laughs> you know what? You know what? Yeah. <laughs> and, and just because of that pun, you're getting four of them. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Bonus. Four bobby fishes. Four bobby fishes. <laughs> You can have five from me then, because I, I can't top that. Oh, man. <laughs> five Bobby Fishes from me. And, and, and that's undisputed. Yes. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> well, I guess that's, that's two of y'all <laughs> already. <laughs> Kevin, what, what do you say to that? I'm going to give that three Atlantic mackerel. Mm, okay. Because... One, it's a fish I'd like to know more about. I'm intrigued by the fish. Ooh. And I think crossing the Atlantic to North America might be in A-Kid's best interests. Ooh, interesting, interesting. Mm. So really? if not if not New Japan, he's coming to North America. What, I where think is he I, going? Yeah, I, I, I'd like – because I have heard of him. I haven't seen any of his matches, but I, I think that – you know, come come to America and see and test your strength. And if not, then you can go to Japan. But I think I think go to America first. I'm biased. I love America. Hey, <laughs> don't we all? Um, yeah, man. G- great stuff. Great stuff from everybody here. Great wishes. Great wishes. Great fishes. Great fishes. Mm-hmm. Great awards. Yes, it's been a hell of an episode, and we a hell of a year. A hell of a year. 2019. Big stuff. And this is probably the biggest episode. It, I think in headlock talk history, mm-hmm. I've had a lot of fun. You've had a lot of fun, Stephen. I hope our guests have had a lot of fun. Thank you, of course. I, I haven't. I hate uh, it here. Oh, well, I'm sorry, Josh. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm obviously kidding. Wow, I hope that comment there that I've been sarcastic. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, that, that, Lost in translation. Yeah, that was like a crushing blow there. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody just turned off their phones. Um, <laughs> Uh, it's like I just gave out like Star Wars spoilers or something. That's how everyone reacted. Then I was like, "Oh dear, <laughs> this is what happens in the Rise of Skywalker, guys." Yeah, that, that's where Mrs. Headlock Talk is right now. She's at the the theater. Uh, she should be texting me any moment now. I, I've heard it's phenomenal. I heard it's yeah. It I heard it's really good. Yeah. Uh, Josh, Kevin, where can the people find and listen to more of you? Do you want me to take this, Kev? Probably. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> okay. So, um, wrestling reverb, of course, returns from our little holiday break on this Friday, January third. Um, nothing really that I want to announce for the episode. Kind of a surprise. I'm even keeping Ooh. it from Kevin because I have a little bit of surprise, and Kevin's going to love it, but I ain't telling him what it is. Um, so that'll be back. Um, that's how you hear that's how you hear me and Kevin if you just want to listen to my stuff, which is the Josh Robinson show. That'll be back next Tuesday, January 7th. Um, you can find all my stuff you need to find at uh Josh Robinson00 on Twitter. 
you'll find what you need to find my YouTube and stuff like that. If you're interested in watching me play video games and stuff like that, you can find it all at my Twitter. Brilliant. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. And and Kevin, do you have anything that you want to plug yourself? Yeah, sure. I mean, obviously, let's check out Reverb. Reverb is great. Check out the Josh Robinson show. It's great every week. Check out this show. It's great every week. I, I don't want to Thank just plug you, you guys. Though. I got to plug myself, too. Um, you can find me. You can find my blogs. Now, you can find them at, uh, at Daily Chinlock on Twitter. Yes. Uh, or the Daily Genlock Home blog or something like that. I'll put uh, the links and the links on Twitter. I, I can never remember what the actual website name is because WordPress gives you like such weird ass website names. Right. But you can find my blogs there. I've got a couple things planned for the upcoming weeks. I've got the Wrestling Blog Awards coming up soon. I I've been busy with work, so I'm, I've been sort of having it on hiatus. But I've got nominations all tallied up. I'm gonna have a voting. Google Doc out soon so everyone can vote on their favorite bloggers from the year 2019. I've also got – I started this back in, I think, November, the uh, the Wrestling Content Creator Royal Rumble, where it's kind of like an idea Josh did. Josh mm. had this really great thing where he, he got a whole bunch of content creators, assigned them all a wrestler, and had this big Royal Rumble with them and a big tournament with them as well. And I'm doing something similar, but instead of doing it through WWE 2K, I'm doing it entirely booked through myself. I'm I am taking the time. I've got 60 interested interested creators, so I'm doing two Royal Rumbles with the with the winners facing off. I guess at some point I haven't got not that far ahead, <laughs> but I am going to do a, a Royal Rumble completely booked by me. Uh, eliminations booked by me. Eliminations. Um, entrances entrance numbers all booked by me completely independently it's going to take me a long ass time so don't don't hold your breath for it but it's something that i've wanted to do for a while i did something similar last year with the uh, nfl quarterbacks royal rumble and that was that i had a lot of fun doing that so i'm looking forward to doing this as well and again if you're interested in the blogs if you want to write for daily chinlock just hit me up that's about it cool man that's awesome well, and, and thank you guys again so much for coming on the show. We've been wanting to do this forever and ever and ever. Oh, and uh, yeah. yeah, this was a perfect opportunity to have you guys on and, mm-hmm. and, and do these awards. Um, of course, uh, you know, uh, first off, before we, we close out here, thank you so much to all of our listeners out there for you know continually continually uh, tuning in and subscribing to a show you know reaching out to us on twitter giving us feedback thank you to all of our peers including you know Josh and Kevin for you know being so supportive and 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 really helping us grow in our first year of even being a podcast we i mean greatly appreciate uh every little bit of help every little bit of feedback i mean look we we feel you know so uh, loved in the wrestling community, and and w- all we want to do is help give back in any way, shape, or form that we can. So, mm-hmm. um, I guess really a big thank you to to everybody out there. Um, best way to support Headlock Talk is just hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts, be it iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever. Um, you know, you can always hit us up on Twitter at Headlock Talk. 
you can actually find our link tree and just click that link uh, tree uh, URL and you can actually find wherever you have us available. You can even also just Google search Headlock Talk and find out where you can find us there. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you uh, are a business and you want us to uh, plug your product, you can always hit us up online, headlocktalk at gmail.com. Again, that's headlocktalk at gmail.com. Or shoot us a DM on Twitter. Uh, we'll uh, we'll definitely take a take a peek. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Headlock Talk. We've got some some big stuff planned for 2020. Uh, of course, starting off with the uh, the two Tokyo Dome shows next weekend. Um, Stephen, am, am I missing anything else? No, I, I mean I think you said it pretty well. Uh, I just want to add my two cents and, and just thank everybody for uh, you know continuously following us, uh, rating, uh, rating us on any of the wherever you listen to podcasts, interacting with us on on Twitter. You know we we started this podcast in, in our buddy J Raw's uh, spare bedroom, yes, and, and now we've come all the way to uh, you know being able to collaborate with with amazing creators such as Wrestling Reverb, um, you know Queen of Any, all the Brainbuster Radio people. Uh, and, you know, we're, we're getting, we're getting mentions on Twitter, uh, talking back and forth with you guys. And, uh, yeah, I, I just, uh, really never thought we'd get to this point and, yeah. uh, and thank you very much for it. Yeah. We're, we're, we're truly blown away, uh, with, with all, all of what we've experienced this last year and we couldn't have done it without, you know, pretty much everybody in the wrestling community. So uh, again, a huge, huge thank you from us here at Headlock Talk. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. Uh, if you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. And uh, we'll see you on the flip side here in 2020. See you next year. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, guys. And on that note, you guys take it easy. Have yourselves a wonderful rest of the day, and have a safe and happy new year. Thanks again. Later, y'all. Bye-bye. Introducing Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer. Blending the smooth, creamy nitro taste of Guinness with hints of coffee, chocolate, and caramel. Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer, your new favorite part of the day. Look for it where Guinness is sold. Must be 21 and over to purchase. Please enjoy responsibly. Diageo Beer Company, New York, New York. At Zenny, we believe everyone deserves access to high-quality, affordable eyewear. That's why we offer stylish prescription glasses for men, women, and kids starting at just $6.95. Our online factory direct model cuts out the metal men, so you save. At Zenni, you get the same quality frame and lens options that you'd get from an optician for one-tenth of the price, including blue blockers, progressives, prescription sunglasses, and more. The best part? Try on any frame, anywhere with our 3D virtual try-on. Zenni.com. Eyewear for everyone.